Just push that push that recording window down away so you don't ever I've, I've right. there's been plenty of times where enthusiastically I've hit the red X or the red dot and I'm like I just fucking stopped recording I don't, I don't know why I did that like I'm laughing about something and I just spasm are we all recording right now I believe we are so if I if I can't close that window it has to stay up yeah but just drag it down to the bottom of your screen minimize it and pull it away where you can't see it all right Seriously, John, you are like a computer guy, right? <laughs> Barely. Just because I can program them doesn't mean I know how to operate them. Oh, Jesus. Are you, are you using Windows or Mac? Windows. All right. So you so it's malware, right? Just treat Windows as if you treated any other malware. It's a virus. <laughs> hey, I emailed you guys a, a link to a, a song I think you should play as part of this uh, podcast. We'll, we'll consider it because I've already selected a song for this podcast. <laughs> I have not. You, you, you should just. Oh my god, Nick! I, Nick, I already fucked it up. I, I warned you guys <laughs> about how you fucked up the recording. Nick, you clearly did it. I don't know how else that would have happened right there. What in the hell? All I'm <laughs> doing is clicking spacebar to. Yeah, that's your problem because the record window is active. When you hit spacebar, it toggles those buttons. So you oh want to click God. on the yeah, click on the push to talk button first, and then you can spacebar. Though, though you could think that every time you stop recording, a little tear rolls out of Jason's eye because he's going <laughs> to have to it hurts. all these different files. It hurts. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just put it on the other monitor so I don't even look at it. There you go. There you go. Jason's that Indian chief looking out over that field mm -hmm. of tires. And, just and, slowly weeping. And asbestos. So it looks good. Everybody looks like they're on push to talk, which I'm very excited about. Grudgingly. I've, I've heard you complain about Slammer on some of those other videos that are not videos, but I, I I've learned. Good. Everyone and everyone yeah. sounds good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 it sounds like everyone actually practiced a little bit, like got on <laughs> and tried to like make sure their sound was good. Well, it, it popped up and had me go through this like whole setup thing. Well, you also have to enter the tokens in correctly. Yeah, let's just not talk about that. Yeah, when you send me that message, I'm like, I'm gonna ignore this message. Until he can figure <laughs> out how figure to do it this. out. He's a big boy. He'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I didn't. I texted Nick, and then he said, you did put AAC podcast as the thing. And then I was like, oh, shit. I put the other uh, other uh, password. But also great password protection by telling everyone mm -hmm. on the internet what our password <laughs> is to get in. That, that was good, John. Good job. Good Sorry, job, man. Job. <laughs> They'll never guess the name of the server either. That's right. <laughs> Hey, and it's so great that we've had this server. I think we need to send that guy some coins. Yeah, we we appreciate it. Because uh, he's basically, I, I don't know if he even remembers anymore that he allows us to use the server. <laughs> does I don't know that I have even, his contact info. Does anybody even ever use this besides you guys? I, well, he, he, yeah, he was a big Empire of the Sun guy, so I think he might, maybe he listens. But if you do listen, hey, uh, I think it's John. I want to say it's John. Uh, yeah, give us shoot a, us an email. Shoot us an email. We'll, we'll make it worth your while. Was he the guy that would do Empire of the Sun videos or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did some of those in the beginning when we were first getting into the game, and then he made the server available for us. He had a mumble server, and I think we're the only people that ever use it. So we basically made it our server. 
Very nice. It's probably in Leningrad somewhere, St. Petersburg, whatever that is now. <laughs> Dave, did you uh, get the picture that Uncle John sent to you? Probably not. I was up to the last minute doing other stuff, but. He's got yeah, grinders tonight. He's got what? Forward it on to Jason. I don't have his number. It's his grinder night. Not growlers, grinders. Is that bigger than a growler? No, it's the same, but before Christmas, I got too drunk, and I started calling them grinders instead of growlers. <laughs> I thought you were talking about sandwiches. <laughs> no. I, I got to so say, you're going to have heartburn? John has the ability to still keep on gaming and talking when he's so ludicrously drunk. Like, <laughs> only I, I, I thought I was the only one that was capable of doing that, where you're just like, just fall down. Stop playing. <laughs> but, like... Like John just keep, keep going. The, the the problem is that even when I'm not drunk, I sound the same for the most part. But then I noticed as those videos went on, I was talking slower and slower. <laughs> so I, I guess that's a clue. Oh, it's so good. Those videos are a curse on my existence. I refuse to watch them. I look at it as penance. No, it's good. People people find it entertaining, so I think it's good. So. Hey, are, you know, John, there's a there's a good place to to do some hardcore drinking and gaming like that. Is, is, there, it, there, is it called we, Donkey Kong? We have no. There's another one. Yeah, but I I don't have to drive to this one. <laughs> That's or true. no, I have to drive to this. I can drive to this. You one. can drive. Bullshit! You're not driving. You're gonna sit there and do jack shit. And that that's why I can go. I'm, Fair enough. I'm not allowed to drive out of state. I would have to like get some authority permission or something. Mm, understood. You have like a restricted driver's license? Yeah, I can only drive in the lower 48 states. You have to have an adult with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why we're pushing it with Nick, but we're going to try it. You can't, you can't, oh, God. You, you Please don't consider me an adult. You can't drive at night. <laughs> only during the day with an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm getting there. All right, are we ready to do this? Are we ready to burn sure. this candle? All right. Yeah, sure. Yep. All right, everybody take a deep deep breath. Um, are we supposed to do it on mic? Advance after combat. So this is the Advance After Combat podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest that we select for our Advance After Combat Guild on the Board Game Geek each month. Each each month we try to bring in a different mystery guest host to uh, host the podcast to kind of mix it up because like nobody wants to listen to just Jason I vamping uh, each month about the same shit. So uh, this this month our guest hosts are Uncle John and Lieutenant Hoplite. Hello. How's it going, Welcome. guys? So the slower, back. the slower yeah, speaking thanks. guy was yeah. Uncle John. The slower speaking one is Uncle John. Yeah, let, let me talk so you know. There we go. And the more enthusiastic guy was uh, Lieutenant Hoplite. That would be me. So Lieutenant Hoplite, um, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, there's been some developments probably since the last time we talked. Because I'm a little concerned because I've noticed some pictures of gaming. So 
just was, what's going on with that? I don't I don't think you need to be concerned because she's known me for a while, so she knows that this is part of my uh, it's part of my motif. She understands that Thursdays are off limits, so I've and, already got one night of the week that's just strictly gaming. Now she understands that you're not a project, right? That you are you're <laughs> you're a finished product. You are what you are. Oh yeah. Yeah, she knows that. And she's she's a good sport about it too. We've been playing some other games. Uh I got her actually to play Merchants and Marauders. She nice. was kick, she was kicking my ass, so I decided just to hunt her down and sink her ship and I don't know. She said she wanted to play it again, so there's potential there. We like pirates. The weird thing is, like, the, you know, I, I met her last weekend, and then the first time I was alone with her, she handed me a card quietly, and it said, Billy Joe's Escort Service. So I, don't, I was a little confused. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> you know, I thought, I was kind of hoping she would chaperone us a little bit last weekend, and that didn't happen. She's more of an enabler than anything else. Yes, exactly. So how, so, uh, how long have you known this girl? Uh, a long time. Uh, she was the or she is the sister of a buddy that i grew up with so she's been around for a long time and just kind of within the last probably year or two we started hanging out a lot and things transpired and she just she beat me down she beat me down it was a <laughs> the, she, the good ones do she was playing the long game that was good like it. <laughs> yeah so, for so sure. it's kind of like a siege like she just waited you out <laughs> Yeah, the catapults just became too much. They brought in the trebuchet, and I, I couldn't hand it, handle it any longer. So, Nick, how serious is this? Uh, we're two to three this... months serious. I mean, I've known her for a long time, so it doesn't feel like we're newly dating because we have a history prior to being officially boyfriend-girlfriend type deal. So, She stores waffles in his freezer. Mm. Does, does she have a toothbrush at your house? She does. Oh, fuck. Oh, the parents better not listen She's... to this. <laughs> this is, yeah, this yeah, is being recorded. This. So, um, so my, my words to you would be, uh, it better be awesome. Because if it's awesome, it's gonna be, if you have a great relationship, it's going to be a good marriage. If you have a good relationship, it's going to be an okay marriage. And if you have an okay relationship, it's going to be a bad marriage. So... Getting married never improves it. It always just knocks it down one notch. So you're, when you're, th you're throwing out a lot of big, uh, big words there for me. Marriage, <laughs> marriage. Oh. Okay. We're all worried uh, right away. I'm, my, I'm, I'm already concerned, Nick. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's really cool. She she hangs out. She has no problem hanging out with the boys. I mean, she hung out with us last weekend and put up with us. So, I mean. I yeah, because, right, because because you guys aren't married, so that's why she'll do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and she she's still playing that long game. Yeah, yep, she is. Yeah, they know she, what they're doing. She stayed up with us till like five o'clock. It was amazing. And then she took us to the liquor store in the morning. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but as long as she understands it, this is what she is getting. Maybe yeah. we should have. Maybe we should have had you and her on as the guests. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let's really get into it. I don't want to get ridiculed any more than I need to. All right. So I'm. I'm. I'm cautiously. I'm. I'm happy for you, but uh, I'm concerned. <laughs> I appreciate the concern. Now, if you did get married, would, would Jason and I be invited to the uh, wedding? Of course. There, there'd be a lot of guildies that I would expect to be there. Right. So you'd invite a bunch of us. Good. 
yeah. So, oh yeah. So, somebody's got to hang out with John, right? So that's some, right. Somebody's got to be paid to do that. Well, <laughs> he's got to have somebody sitting over at the bar with him. Somebody's got to babysit me, you're basically. Like, like it, it's cheaper than paying someone to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe I, we can tie some sort of convention in with the wedding too. There you go. Ooh, now you're thinking. There we go. Now it's a tax write-off. I don't know. That sounds kind of Star Trekky, like getting married at a convention. <laughs> <laughs> we can all dress up and go on the holodeck or something. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I'll, I'll follow this, uh, Nick. I think you need to keep us updated. Don't don't hide it. If you start hiding your relationship, then we're going to get really suspicious. Hey, there was there was no hiding when it began. I was posting pictures of us playing like that week. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. You were kind of evasive about names or who was whom, or so. She seems very nice, though. She's she's pretty cool. I'm I'm lucky. We'll we'll uh, see where things go. We're going to. I got to behave myself tonight somewhat because I got to wake up at a decent hour and go to a hockey game in the morning. So, or not to a hockey game, but I got to drive. So, is she is she playing? No, she's never been. So I'm taking her to one. Oh, that's cool. All right, cool. All right, so John, you and you and Nick have done the podcast before, so we've kind of heard your whole backstories. Uh, what what kind of gaming? I've, we, you guys have some epic. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, John and Nick have some epic Facebook Live uh, videos that they've done of games. They basically get together on some weekends and like video themselves playing uh, Line of Battle. And uh, what are some other guys you guys? Some other games you guys are playing? I think there were some other ones too. Uh, we didn't get all that much done this weekend. We started playing South Mountain and then got sidetracked and played some Dead of Winter with his girlfriend and another guy. And then we attempted to start ASL and then his that parents showed well. up. And then uh, it was about 11 o'clock on Saturday and I finally threw in the towel. In previous weekends, though, we've played, uh, we've been fairly productive the last couple. This last one snuck up on us quite a bit. I yeah, attribute it was that horrible. to the amount of gin we drank and the lack of sleep we we had. Yeah, so, they, so they, they're getting pretty shit-faced. And then you get to watch things like them videoing themselves going to buy propane at the gas station <laughs> <laughs> because because they're out of propane and stuff. It's it's good. I find it highly entertaining. And, and yeah, yeah, word of the wise, watch those videos quick because someday I'll wisen up and delete them all. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, and be aware if you're being mocked in the video, we get very hatey towards each other when we drink and play games. So the hatred is just... It's our way of loving. It, it, yeah, it's it's really love. So when we're bugging you on the pod, or not a po- on the podcast, when we're bugging you in our videos, it's because we love you. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Was, I mean, you guys get pretty good in shellacked. It's it's I, now. How do you handle all the fucking stacks when they're that fucked up? We used to handle them well until I think on one of the podcasts you pointed it out. Yeah, I might have mentioned it, and, yeah. and then we were very like cognizant of it this weekend i was and, very self-conscious yeah Cause, and it's cause, like i could not do it <laughs> I, I was wondering like if we went to uh Swolcon, if we want to uh maybe use rosters instead of the oh the oh yes strengths. We, we will be using rosters because I, I just it'll keep the stacks down and that way because we might get some fucking gigantic stack groups and the problem is especially with uh line of battle is when you if you fuck up at all you fucking can completely lose what what the guy's strength is because it might fly off and then you can't even remember where it was. We do yeah. both. I think yeah, I think we do both. I mean, I'm gonna use the the little 
little step loss chits. I like those because it's quick and convenient to see what's going on. But being able to look at those loss sheets and know, okay, this division's totally screwed. There's no way they're going to be able to do jack shit. That's that's important. But and, and our, I think our big difference is the night that we played None But Heroes live and got a lot accomplished, we decided that we were just going to drink like Dos Equis and Pacifico this last weekend we went hard on the gin and that was yeah, i think that's yeah, that's a difference maker yeah and then, you got to stick with the beer I think, and and, you gotta... and then we stayed up till five and then i wake up at 10 and i'm like i'm totally awake and then we start up again that's bad yeah I, so yeah, i guess that's a question we have to address when we're going to play so because we're doing for the for the listeners we're doing the uh this terrible sound uh, one of the large scenarios starting, I think, is it the 19th of September? I think it's the basically the first major day uh, of the battle. So. Yeah, it's not the day where there's just some sporadic skirmishing. It's the, the first day where they actually kind of go head-to-head. I think the Confederates kind of attacked piecemeal as the Union are coming up. I think, what do we decide? There's three Union Corps and five or six Confederate Corps that are going to be on the field. Yeah, there's like it's like two and a half the Union Corps, and then then like four four sizable Confederate Corps, and then maybe some Forest and some other guys. Yeah, that scenario when I was looking at them, I mean, I think that one is going to be our best option because it's, it gives us as the players a lot of options. You're not really hamstrung into the situation already being determined. Whoever we have as the Army commanders, we're going to be able to write orders. I think that are not necessarily going to have to follow historical bounds, which will be fun. So and, it and, should be a good time. And the greatest thing is when you do start getting a little drinky in you, and then you get some order from your commander and you try to interpret it, that, that just adds to the fun, especially when it ticks them off that you're not doing what they thought <laughs> they told you to do. Yes. Yeah, and this scenario is like uh, 50 turns. Yep. I mean, it's yep. long. I mean, we're not... Probably going to get to the end of it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll get some. We'll not get to the end of it. I don't well, think. But. Well, and th- that's the other advantage to doing the rosters, right? Because you can basically do the rosters, and then at the end, write down the hex numbers for every unit, exactly, and then set it up again if you want to continue it. So. Yeah, and I and I'd say, yeah, we definitely do the rosters and just leave it up to what each side if they want to use the counters because at times, I mean. Those counters are handy just to peek under to see what your strength is, just to quick make a quick decision against on to fire something or whatever. Sure, sure. All right, so uh, hey guys, there's this thing called a quiz. You guys have to take a quiz. Q U I Z. Quiznos. So do we need to put it in the grinders? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's optional. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, I, I'm, since you have both of you, I don't think we need to do any lifelines because you have the two. I of agree. You. I agree. You want to be my lifeline, Uncle John? I'm your queen bee, or I'm your huckleberry. That's it. Huckleberry. That's it. He said he's like the thing you said. <laughs> you know, you know the one. You got it. All right, All right well, so you guys, you I'm guys doing it? You, you, to put, you know, yeah. it, it, it'd be nice. Like you guys could offer your services, and then we could get the satisfaction of saying, "Fuck no, we don't want your help." 
No, you know, in fact, Braxton was kind of like when he sent me the quiz, he's like, hey, let's try to keep it down, like only helping on three questions this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, we'll, buddy. We'll, we'll run the show. I was like, all right, thanks for the advice. All right. Now, here, here's a question. Did Braxton know we were going to be on? No. Okay, that's good. Did we, did we give that away on our Yeah, I hope post? I didn't give it away last weekend. <laughs> I was appealing to him to be kind to the next uh, on the next <laughs> podcast. Well, I I would say looking at my first page of the quiz, I don't think that was an effective appeal. So damn. You we, guys ready to go? You guys ready to go? Nothing, yep, I'm ready. Yep, yep. Let's go. Hey, uh, John, what are you drinking? Um. So at the moment, I am drinking a original Gravity Belly Washer Ale. It's a Scotch ale, and I've also got a Ask Your Dad uh, Rye IPA after I get done with this. Nick? That's, f- that's fancy beer. So I've got a Sun King Brewery IPA. I think it's just their house IPA. And I have a little mini cooler sitting next to me that has a Hop Slam, a Founders Sumatra Mountain, Let's see, there's a mango colch and there's something that's unlabeled, so that'll be just a mystery. <laughs> oh, don't drink save that. It, I, save that one for the end. I use that in emergency. Yeah, that, that's, his, that's his dip bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, tequila Negroni. Now, now, Jason, Jason, you were not feeling very well in our uh, travel game last night. Are you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little bit better today. But still not 100%. I'm just like, I'm uh, shockingly low energy. I'll put it that way. Yeah, which, I powered, which puts I my energy compared to most people at like five. I powered through the whiskey, and it actually, I think, killed off the last of my cold, the whiskey. You do sound better today. Yeah, so I feel better. So I'm just, I basically had a half a bottle of Bushmills, just as an aperitif. And then uh, <laughs> now I'm drinking some of the Dallas. <laughs> nice. What in the hell is an aperitif? Like an appetizer. <laughs> it's it's and, what you and, drink before you eat. Oh, oh you, the, I had that. Isn't it the same? I, call I had that, that beer. Cre- I had that creme de Mexico from our <laughs> our our Christmas party, Nick. That that was a digestive oh, aperitif. There you go. Yeah, John, your aperitif is washing your hands before dinner. <laughs> and Jerk. did you use soap? Did you use soap? Let me smell your hands. Did Am you I supposed soap? to? <laughs> it was right, weird guys... when he was over at my house. I never noticed that the bar of soap was wet after he had gone in there. Oh, come on. That, well, it's just, he, he basically just splashes some water on the soap. This from the guy who will like lick the spoon to clean it and then put it back in the drawer. <laughs> oh, don't be revealing my secrets. <laughs> I live alone. And, and, I was going to say, when you live alone, it's fine. And he used his own toothbrush to stir gin and tonics at uh, at the con. I heard. Now hold up. He's in. But the back end is alcohol, right? It it, it's alcohol, right? This was this was a new toothbrush. But it it was it was one that I used to wipe my butt with. (laughs) Okay, that's new information. (laughs) Oh God! It's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to uh-huh. get through this. We're going to get through this. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Okay, so you guys ready? Yep. Oh, yeah. John? Okay, I'm, I'm ready. 
It's the fucking February podcast quiz. You know, it's funny. Like Braxton, when you talk to him, does not curse. Most of his cursing seems to come out in the quiz. But the first section is uh, – no, go ahead, John. Right. I was going to say that's just like me. Most of my cursing comes out in Nick and I's videos. Yeah, I'm sure that's not true. No, Braxton cursed at me pretty heartily during the uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons game we played at the con last year. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember much of that, so um, sorry That's about weird. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number one question is time for name that opposing commander. Okay, so it's the Battle of Watling Street, 60 AD. Our commander is Gaius Suetonius Paulinus. Who is your commander? I got no idea. Uncle John, should we just take who, who that, the hell was their Caesar? That sounds like a Roman. Should we? Uh, Fucking Pontius Pilate. You, you know, I started read. I'm, I'm reading right now that storm before the storm, but this is that's before this. I, I like I like the Pontius Pilate. Our commander is our commander is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your commander is Pontius Pilate. L Lucifer. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. So if you don't know it, I say we just pass. Who, who's one of those Carthaginian guys who died long before that? Let's use one of them. Scipio. Scipio. Sounds good. We'll go with it. Not a Carthaginian. Actually, the guy who defeated the Carthaginians, but that's fine. The answer is Boudica. Yeah, the, I would have never Oh, darn, that lady. Yeah, girl power. Girl power. She was, she was sporty, that, uh, history sporty channel spice. thing they did. That's right. This is the battle spice. of <laughs> this is the battle of Agincourt, 15, 1415. They wore the Our roses, right? No, this is French and English. <laughs> oh, you guys are already in trouble. <laughs> Good luck. Our, our commander is Charles de Albret, the constable of France. Who is your commander? So this, I believe, is the English and the French. Yeah, yeah. Is it that guy who who does Dave loves this guy or, or well it's probably not this guy but com something with a com, c o c o m and there's some guy that comicus no 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 that's that's a Roman guy you're, you're talking about me you're like, talking I love Cromwell a guy. yeah there's Crom I'm t yeah Cromwell or no, Duke, Duke of Cromwell no, no, or no, something no, or no. other that's that's much later than this. Are you talking about the Duke of Marlborough? Yes, that's that's who. <laughs> oh, I'm Jesus about. Christ! That's War of the Roses, isn't it? John, John, I'm going to send you like four books. Okay, you need to read all four of them. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to know this, Nick. Uh, this is not in my wheelhouse. I have no clue. Uh, let's say, freaking, it's is it one of the Henrys? It's got to be Henry somebody, maybe. No, the Henrys were after the the forty second. You're talking. All right, so you guys just going to guess? Let's have a guess. Uh, let's say freaking, I don't know, uh, the Duke of York. Is, is that, do you guys agree that's your guess? Final answer. Okay, it's Henry, Henry V. Oh my God, oh, Nick. So close. <laughs> I knew it was one of them dumbass Henrys. I, okay, was I going to have to name the, the number? There's no way. Hey, yeah, well, Henry V is probably the only one that was good at fighting. It's like he was the best fighter, but that's a whole band of brothers, Battle of Agincourt. All right, uh, Battle of Winfin, 1622. All right, Braxton, fuck off. I already don't know. <laughs> what, what year was it? Totally 1622. You're like, I'm out. 
Okay, <laughs> this is in that stupid game I have sitting there, uh, Saints in Armor, I think. I have no clue. All right, so so we're George Friedrich of Baden-Durlach. Who are you? We might be the first people to have a recorded podcast with no correct answers is who Heinz we are. Guderian. Oh, no. Um, so this has got to be one of those like 100 years wars or 7 years wars or... 22 years wars. I think it's the yeah, 30 you, you years You just war. covered about, you just covered about 500 <laughs> years of military history, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't know, Nick. I have no clue. Bob, uh, George. Uh, no, guess like, guess something. You take a guess this time. 1622. The peasant from Ecuador. Final answer. Okay, it's uh, Johann, it's the Count of Tilly, Johann Zerkles, I don't know his name, but I don't know how to pronounce his oh, last name. It's damn, Tilly. that, that Tilly. guy, shit. Yeah. Oh, Tilly, that sounds, I don't know, no. Okay, so the fourth one is Battle of Fort Donaldson, 1862. Our commander is Simon Bolivar Buckner. Who is your ah, commander? I do Fort believe. Donaldson. I know Grant attacked Fort Donaldson. I would probably take him as the guess. I don't know if he was the commanding officer. You want to? You got any thoughts, Uncle John? Mm, I, yeah, I'd say him or Sherman. But if you're thinking um, Grant, I can say um, Grant. I'm I don't know. Almost positive it's Grant. All right, let's do it. All right, Grant. We are recording this podcast. Thank oh, goodness. We thought we were, we we were going to set history. Darn. Jason and I are high-fiving. All the effort. Sigh of relief. Ulysses S. Grant. Good job. Um, the next one is Battle of the Corson Pocket, 1944. Our commander is Georgi Zhukov. Who is your commander? Ooh, so it's... It's, uh, it's a German. The, yeah, it's the northern... I believe that's the... Uh, Army Group North. Was Guderian uh, was, was the center, wasn't it? Or that was. Mm. I'd love to think that it's like a crazy guy that we wouldn't guess, but I'm. I bet it's somebody we know. I just start throwing out names: Modal. Um, no. Guderian. No. Um, no, nah, it's not Rommel. Duh. Um, Who's the Panzer guy? That's Guderian, Who's, isn't it? No, 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 no. There's like a. Oh, I want to say his name was Hans Gruber from from Die Hard. No, <laughs> See, that's who we should go with, just so we can have that cemented as an answer. Hansel Gretel. <laughs> Shit, I have no clue who was up there. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, uh. So, so are we going to make I, a guess, educated guess? We're working towards it, Dave. God damn it. Give so, us just one second here. So, Nick, I know it's probably... <laughs> that's not how this works. I, I know it's wrong. How about... I would throw Guderian... Heinrich, Heinrich, Heinrich von Geppetto. Unless you can think of somebody better, but that... We may get lucky. I doubt it, but it's up to you. Oh, no, I'm... Is, no, court, it was the question the course in pocket? Yes. Course and Pocket, nineteen forty-four. Okay, so oh, I wait, was thinking, this is, no, this is different than yeah, the one that being, I'm thinking of. They're being well, yeah, you're, I'm thinking yeah. of we're, the game we're that Russians. Dave's playing right now. No, we're Russians. You're Germans. Yeah, I'm thinking so. the Cholm, the Cholm Pocket. 
That, yeah, it's it's forty four. So things are not going great for the Russian, yeah. the Germans at this point. Is it Monstein? Oh, the I, backhand I, blow, I, man! I, I bet you Monstein got thrown back into it against his will. It I, had to be. I'll back you on that. All right, let's go, Monstein. You are correct. It's Eric von Monstein. Nice. Oh, got, got we'll, we'll work through it. So now it's time for who the fuck said that shit. This is a good one. Dave did. Yeah, I think this is Jason. This is your favorite one. I think you like the one where they say I, shit. I I like the saying shit, and I like what who, the fuck am I also? Yeah, I told my wife about yeah. that one. Jason, can you help us on some of these if you know? <laughs> I would love to. No, you, no, you guys got less no, to everybody it's else. It's too late. You guys never offered, so we could say fuck off. So it's still open. I think. Well, Jason will only if, help if, you as much as he helps everyone on the quiz. <laughs> that's right. I was going to say, if I know something, I'll speak up. And that won't happen. So name the military persona that each listed quote is associated with. Let us have a dagger between our teeth, a bomb in our hands, and an infinite scorn in our hearts. Who said that shit? God, that sounds like Hans Gruber, Nick. I don't even know who Hans Hans Gruber Gruber is. (laughs) Is how, it, is it can, Die Hard? How can you die? Not, yeah. no Die Hard, Nick? Oh, that's so funny. Was this in the 80s? Oh. Oh, I ouch. can't remember. I'm a yeah. cop, you idiot. Aren't I'm a you cop. A, aren't you a child of the 80s, Nick? <laughs> yeah, for like 20-some days. So you're not the, really. No, no, I was born in the 80s, so I'm a child of the 80s. So this sounds like a Russian to me, maybe. I don't know. A knife in our teeth. And what was the other stuff? A bomb. So a they a have bomb bombs. in our hands. A bomb in our hands. An infinite scorn in our hearts. So it sounds like they really hate these people. He was a great public speaker. Lenin. Mussolini. <laughs> Ooh, those are... Okay. You pick. Oh, but then I'll pick wrong, and then you'll like never let me live it down. You said Lenin. Well, they, Lenin's not a, a military leader, though. So? Can you really say Mussolini was? I'd, I, I'll say we go Mussolini unless you got something better. I was originally thinking Russian, but I, I don't know. That's why I said Lenin. Yeah, but he wasn't a military leader. And wasn't that like First World War? Well, bombs. Who was Brusilov? We could go Zukov. There you go. Go with that. I'll I'll back you on that. All right. Or there's that guy who comes in from the bottom, T- T- Timoshenko. Ooh, Timoshenko. Yeah. I think he's a little obscure. All right. So she, you you say you want to go Zukov? I'll I'm, I'll back you on that. All right. We'll go Zukov. Yeah, it was Mussolini, guys. Sorry. <laughs> are you are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and Braxton would have been so pissed at me for giving that clue. The second you got it, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in deep shit with what Braxton. What clue did you give? <laughs> when, I, when I said he was a great public He's speaker? He's a great speaker, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's why I said Lenin. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, man. When you guys zipped right into it, I was like, oh, fuck, Braxton's going to be mad. You know, you could have made an indication so that we knew that we were on you, it. You oh, no, then I said, well, you guys I might immediately have shrank said it away previously. from it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're getting screwed on this one. Now. He loved spaghetti. All right, so the next one. A soldier will fight long and hard for a bit of colored ribbon. Napoleon. 
Napoleon, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Patton. Uh-uh. I feel like you got to be thinking about okay, glorious. This is this is a glorious war. That's got to be prior to World War One. All right, I'll go with I'll go with you. I'm with you. You you there on that? I'm there. So so, so what is it? Napoleon. Nice. You are correct. Nice. I was with John. I would have gone Pat. No, number three. We should bomb Vietnam back into the Stone Age. LBJ, John, Uncle John. That yeah, it's I was yeah, it's well. Would, I'm would sure he, Jason. Jason is like flump like, would, like <laughs> biting <laughs> biting my tongue. Would he actually I, say that publicly? I mean, the president. Uh no, not publicly. Could it doesn't say he said it publicly. Yeah, it's true. hard to it's hard to tell based on like our current president. Like now we're Ooh. kind of reviving. <laughs> that's this true. On Twitter? <laughs> it is hmm. less than 140 characters. I'm all right, Jason. Give us some hints here. I'm Was, no, I'm, this... I'm good. Oh my goodness! No help. How about we trade this one in to get the Mussolini one right? I'm thinking. It, it's got to be Nixon or LBJ. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with you. I'll go with LBJ. Kurt, uh, yeah, I agree. It's either one of them, maybe. But I'll, I f- your I first like indication. I feel like that's LBJ's. His he's a uh, hardcore, no holds barred, just very raw type guy. And he was a Texan. Yeah. So I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've heard all good. We've heard all good. Say some terrible things. That's right. Oh, I, know, I believe it. All right, we'll go with LBJ. It's uh, Curtis LeMay. Oh, oh if it was, was LBJ, there would be a goddamn in there somewhere. No, oh, you're true. <laughs> See, we needed he, that. He loved to say goddamn. Next and he, question. And he was the uh, Air Force commander, right? Yeah, left over from World War II. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm surprised he was still around. He, he was from World War II, right, Jason? Was he left over? Uh, I don't know. He was the chief chief of staff, right? I don't uh, know. The next one is treat every Frenchman as if he was the devil himself. Could either Wellington or who's the Russian guy who now escapes Kut- Kutuzov? Kutuzov. God, have you guys been playing a lot of Eastern Front f- stuff, or like just? No, we just listened to this dumbass podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We I don't Fair think enough. we've ever actually played a Napoleon game. And Kutuzov, like we're pulling Kutuzov. Kutuzov is like very obscure Russian general. Really? That, I, I well, he was... Uncle John, to me, that seems like that's a hint that he's not the answer. Mm, good point. Well, there's also uh, what's his name from Prussia. Um, Frederick the Great? No, no. no. Who's who's the guy? Who's the, who's the guy that comes in at Waterloo? I, I Biz, played Bismarck. I, I played him in Kev Sharp's Waterloo game, and and it took a lot of flack because I didn't do much. Oh, what is that guy's name? I'm gonna be annoyed. I think it's that guy. That sounds. I mean, the an English guy would be too polite. I think the Prussian guy's got to be the guy. Yeah, Prussians are bastards. Treat every Frenchman as if he was the devil himself. Yeah, it's gotta be. What's Bucher? Blucher? Yes, Blucher. That's right. 
I'd say, I'm, what do you think? You think Blucher or Wellington? Who Blucher. else hates French? <sighs> Everybody. Yeah, right. There's, there's a, it's a big gallery. Yeah. Name an American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Yeah, Blucher. Let's go with that. All right, we'll go Blucher. It's uh, Lord Horatio Nelson. Oh, so that's, it was a Brit. Oh, that makes sense. Dang, that's impolite. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't do it in the accent, so maybe that was confusing. Yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> so the the final quote is nuts. Oh my god, I just read this book, Nick, and I can't remember the guy's name. Is it who the McAuliffe? fuck said that shit? I'm sorry, who? Uncle John. Is it McAuliffe? You just read the book. Yeah, oh, I. And I'm I'm horrible with the names, and that book just jumped around all over the place. Is For it some... is it Lieutenant Winners? Did Lieutenant Dick Winners, Winners say? Winners. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 I've Ma- seen Dick Winners in a lot of other movies too, I'm confused. Is he Australian? He's Australian, yeah, right? He, all right, or British or something? I don't know. English, I don't know. He's not American. I do I do know that. We're not, talking, good... we're not yeah, they, talking they, about one of your pornos, Nick. They, they couldn't give Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> in that role? They couldn't give an American the role of Dick Winters? Come on, Kiefer the Sutherland. Guy, the guy does do a fantastic job. Of no, he does great. Kiefer Sutherland would be terrible. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I think we go with uh, McAuliffe. I, I, yeah, for some I, reason, that name that hits me. If that pops into your head, then I think, yeah, we go with it. Cause I, I mean, I know I who the remember. guy is, but I don't remember... I'm like you. Names don't stick with me, and I know how terrible your memory is. Well, yeah, and I just literally got done with this book like a month ago. Do you even remember reading the name McAuliffe in this book? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was somewhere in there. Some guy. <laughs> but, like, he didn't... I don't know if he did anything of importance other than do that. I mean, I remember the section because, like, it, it explained how, like, the Germans were, like, very confused. Like, like they were like, what does, what does this mean? Well, my, my question was always, like, did he say nuts? Or was that just, like, an American, like, kind of, like, we're not going to say what he really said? Like, he might have been like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, like, oh, you know, yeah. Instead, they be. said nuts. Like, I've always been kind of suspicious of the translation where it's like, like, did he really say nuts? Because I would have been like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, and then they'd be like, well, we can't put that in the press. <laughs> we want to make this a major moment. So yeah. We're, we're going to say you told him to go, uh, go, go, like, whatever. <laughs> like, go, go screw himself over. So I always kind of was suspicious. Like, was nuts something? Because when you hear about history, like, even when I read, like, uh, I just finished uh, uh, Lincoln's Lieutenants, and they'll talk about how generals were, like, very blue, like, when they came up and they started cursing at their troops. And they'll be like, get the hell out of here. And he's like, and he normally didn't curse that much. And you're like, come on. These guys probably, yeah. fucking, these guys probably fucking curse each other out, you know. So I've always wondered about the nuts thing. but Yeah. I'll, I'll go with McAuliffe, Nick, if that's, that's what. All right. McAuliffe, final, final answer. You are correct, sir. It's McAuliffe. Very nice. Good Ooh, job. What's his first name? I can't think of it. Douglas? Anthony McAuliffe. Anthony. I, I, I want to say he was commander of the 101st Airborne Division. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. Okay. So the next question is who or what the fuck am I? It's a good one. I was born 
into a royal aristocratic family in 1712. My life for philosophy, oh, sorry, my love for philosophy, music, literature, and French culture clashed with my father's militarism, which resulted in frequent beatings and humiliating antics. At one point, my father threatened me with the death penalty for treason and forced to watch forced me to watch the beheading of my close friend, Hans Hermann von Kott. Who am I? Han, Hans who? Gruber? Again, Hans Gruber is not in this question. <laughs> Yet. So, what was born, the guy, born, what was born his, in 1712, uh... into French shit. His dad got mad. His, uh, he tried to... Uh, his his father threatened him with the death penalty for treason and actually beheaded his close friend. Who is he? What's what was his friend's name again? Hans Hermann von Kott. How's Kott spelled? K A T T E. This sounds like one of them Hessians. Yeah, yeah, it does. Sounds like one of them dirty ass Hessians. And the only mm. the only Hessian I know is from Germantown down on the bottom of the map, and I can't remember his name. Ooh, yes. Born in seventeen twelve. Oh yeah, you're right. That he'd be kind of old by then. Just to... getting you guys, getting you guys back into the, getting you guys back in the corral. So, so before when... we ride out, let's go back in the corral. <laughs> so so let's think about this, Uncle John. What's okay? American Revolution, seventeen seventy five, seventy six. Yeah, he'd be he'd well, be too old. There's a war between the French and the English going on right before that. Okay, yeah, true. So who were the main players there? I don't know. I like the honesty, though. <laughs> John's like, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pack this much stupidity into this head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, have I, no got, I got no I, idea, I don't, Nick. I don't know. I don't know. We Should we just throw out a name? The Marquis de Lafayette. <laughs> Sounds great. Do it. It's, Fre- it's Frederick the Great. Oh, Damn it! Yeah, he he was actually a problem child for his dad. So his dad really hammered him when he was young. It threw me that he wasn't militaristic to begin with, and I was thinking like this was some non-militaristic guy. Well, he was uh, he was in a Prussian society, and I, I believe the the actual attitude is that he was gay. So it was difficult for his father in like a strict Prussian military uh, culture to deal with that. So there was some drama surrounding all that. He did. He did. He was like the one of the first to like tell the uh, what is it? The executioner to like ha- kill the victim before they actually like did the painful stuff to him or something. So he, he yeah, added, he, was, he he added some reforms. He was, he was well. He was pretty hard in his troops, but he was an interesting character. So uh, number two, completely different situation. This is who am I or what the fuck am I? My nickname in German means swallow, the bird. My my first wait was that one sentence? Swallow, S W O L L O W, the bird. Oh, I see. Okay, S W O L L O W. That should have been that should have been the other way around. That should have been the bird swallow. You got to be very interested. It it might mean like get your mind out of the gutter, Jason. Let's not get too focused on the swallow part, but it's a bird. It's a bird. 
Well, as soon as you I, said that, I, I, think I digress. Of, I think of how you keep calling Donkey Kong Swolcon, and like I just get confused. My first, my yeah, my nickname in German means swole. I'm a swole bird. <laughs> hey, if I make swole shirts, will you guys wear them? If, if you, I guess, uh-huh. if, yeah, if you yeah. give them to me, I'll well, buy no, one. you won't. I mean, like if my swole shirts are good, now you would buy one. Now. Wear one. Is Mitch going to be upset if I wear my of course, of course, Donkey no, of course Kong he will. and yours? Of course he will. That's why we're doing it. This sounds like it. the arms I'll race. Nobody's going to win. We're, there's going to be some, some heart hurt feelings. Yeah, that's why we do this. I'm not taking sides. I'm on all sides. That's right. It's, it's for the greater good. I'll probably buy one of each just so, like, you know, 10 years from now I can sell it for, like, half price. So, um, anyway, back to the quiz. <laughs> so, the nickname means basically a bird. My first test flight was made in July 1942. I entered active service in April 1944. My top speed is 559 miles per hour with a service ceiling of 37,500 feet, and 1,430 of my model were built. My Pilots claimed to have shot down 542 total Allied aircraft. So the nickname is German. What it? What am I? This. What? Wait. What year did it come into service? Uh, it was made in July 1942. Entered active service in April 1944. Oh, that, I was thinking like the 262, but that that seems too early that they actually had. <sighs> How many how many planes did it shoot down? It shot down five hundred and forty-two Allied aircraft. Now was the Focke Wolf was that around before then? I think that was around before then. What were what were some of the other the the non non jets? The Focke Wolf one ninety the 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 BF one hundred nine. Yeah. There's the, uh, there had to be there, a Messerschmitt something or another. It, it, it is incredible how much time the quiz eats up in the podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like at least an hour in the uh, yeah, It's I, really worth it. Like, no, there's it's nothing it's else fun. like this. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's, we, like, it's, it's infotainment. No, no, I you're thought fine. we were you're going fine, quick. No, this is this is interrogative technique. No, it's perfect. We we get them used to talking to us in an uh-huh. interview situation, and then we can really start interrogating them afterwards. The quiz makes them comfortable talking right. to us. So we we come off like we're just bullshitting this whole time, but Dave put some thought into what we're doing with this show. We might get drunk yeah, the, and swear a lot, but but we actually do think about what we're doing. The the quiz prepares hosts for speaking. I and say answering we, and talking. I say we do the 292, Uncle John. I'm pretty sure that's that's what it is. First, first of all, <laughs> uh, Dave and Jason, get out of my head. You're doing fine. The, all, yeah. This, yeah. this psychological think, stuff, you've the, got me freaked out one. now. I'm hey, like, John, you're fine, dude. I feel, I my, feel like you're looking you. over my shoulder. It's, it's my, my doctorate my doctorate's almost done you're fine after this no nothing more once by i turn to my doctor it will be fine i guess as long as i get a credit in the study as a as a subject at least <laughs> i vote creation of, creation of internet societies <laughs> hey nick i don't know I've, i don't think i've heard of a 292 the 
262 or whatever oh. the hell the jet it, it, is. Yeah, it's but that a good was, PT score. That's a but, good PT score on the PFT. That was like the Callback. first jet aircraft, and I was thinking yeah, it but didn't. I'm, who, yeah, but what other German aircraft was introduced in 1944 that would have had that many kills? There's no way. Yeah, but I almost think the 262 was I introduced until 45. Wikipedia. No, no, no. It's it's called logic. <laughs> I, I just think Nick's writing stuff reasons. down on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Hey, hey, does it say what month or is it just 44, isn't it? It, it came in active service April 1944. Top oh, speed, 559 yeah. fucking yeah. miles per hour. All right, all right. Yeah, that's, that's got to be. Yeah, all right. The, the Messerschmitt 262. See, now Braxton's going to be mad at me again because he's going to say that I fucking did that. <laughs> you're fine. You're, they, no, they you're were good. There. They I threw were that out originally. Yeah, you're just it's giving the, them the confidence to answer. It's the Messerschmitt ME-262 Schwalb. Jet fighter. Hey, hey, I had secret weapons of the Luftwaffe on five and a quarter disc, and I flew that and the Messerschmitt 163 like constantly. Hey, hey, John, from now on, my secret nickname for you is always going to be Schwalb Swallow. <laughs> Schwalb. <laughs> Schwalb? We'll, we'll call you Schwalb. Hey, Schwalb. Swallow. I'll be a ch- Schwalb. Go buy me a beer, Schwalb. Schwalb. You might need to tap me on the shoulder because I like won't know you're talking to me. And just don't <laughs> don't throw your coins down on them because you'll piss them off. Oh no! <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, I was born in 1452 in England, the twelfth of thirteen children. I spent several years of my childhood under the tutelage of my cousin Richard Neville, the Duke of Warwick. Boo. After Edward IV died, I became Lord Protector of the Realm in 1483 for the then 12-year-old Edward V. But after Edward IV's children were declared bastards by the church, I became King of England. My reign was cut short after I was killed at the Battle of Bosworth only two years later. Who am I? I? I believe this is Richard. I believe this is War of the Roses, Uncle John. God, and, and whatever I, happened to Edward the Fourth's children? It's so weird that they didn't survive. <laughs> I want to. I want to say this is. I could be wrong. For some reason, I have a Bergism in my mind in Blood and Roses in Bosworth, where he talks about Richard the Third or something like that. I was going to. I was going to say that this is probably something you because you've got uh, the Men of Iron stuff. That's the only thing. Unless this so, is days John, old you, Duke of Cromwell. Consider, John, what, what do you consider your, your strong areas? Like we're <laughs> Mussolini. <laughs> and I failed on that one. <laughs> the last five books I read. <laughs> <laughs> if I can somehow pull it out of my butt, maybe that's my area of expertise. I think we're going to say Richard III. I concur. You guys are correct. Good job. Richard III Plantagenet. Woo! Andy murdered the young princess in the tower. Yeah, yeah. Was that Very the, tragic. Uh, the thing in the tower? That's... Yeah, they've got this great painting of the two little princes, like, kind of hiding cower in the tower. Okay, so the next uh, is, I'm a type of javelin used by the Roman army. I'm generally about six foot seven inches long overall, consisted of an iron shank, about one quarter inch in diameter, and 24 inches long with a pyramidal head. The shank was joined to a wooden shaft. I weighed anywhere between four and a half and 11 pounds. What am I? 
This javelin used by the Roman army. This just pisses me off that I don't yeah, know I these know things. Yeah, I know exactly what that thing is. I've seen it, not in person, but... On the business uh, end. Uh, I don't know. I Fucking javelin thruster. <laughs> <laughs> they always had weird names for shit. I don't know. Yeah, that fucking Latin, those foreign languages. Why couldn't they speak in English? Come on. Yeah. They always have those weird non English names for shit that, like, 2,000 years ago. I have no clue what it's called. The, how about the Jelowski? What? The, okay. Do you call it the, the gelatinous? What was that? <laughs> I was I was Who's... starting to head there and I had to stop myself. T- take your guess of that dude that you like, Hans Gruber. Hans Hans Gruber to seal his in his his name into the question history of the AAC guild. Hans Gruber. It's called the Pelum. Hey, there it's was like a, a ship. The, I think there was a the ship Pila, in uh, Renegade Legion called that. Damn. Like, I would have known that. Okay, so the next one is, I was born in 1892 in Breslau, Prussia, to a prominent Prussian aristocratic family. I began my military training at the age of 11, and after completing my cadet course in 1911, I joined an, an Ulan cavalry unit. When World War I began, I served as a cavalry reconnaissance officer on the western and eastern fronts. I was bored in this capacity and transferred to the t- Army's supply branch, which exposed me to military aircraft. In May 1915, I was accepted into the Imperial German Air Service. Who am I? Gotta be the, Gehring. The, the, ooh, ooh. Gotta be Gehring. I was going to say, the, the who's that Red Baron guy? Ooh, Reichtoven? Reichtoven, yeah. Oh, you little bastard. I, now, that's... Now, now we're going to be like debating and we'll pick the wrong one. <laughs> you, you were both right there. Damn. You were both 100% and now you're both 25%. Yeah, damn. Why can't we ever just think of the same thing? You both sounded so right at the same time. Well, how old do you think Gehring's dumbass was in 1945? You think he was old well, enough to you, be... You got to think too. Was he actually Prussian? Ooh, that I don't know. Yeah, I think okay, that's a good point. I say we go with the Red Baron. All right, are you gonna be pissed at me if we're if it's Garing? No. All right, all right. As long as you're good, we'll go with uh, Richtoven, the Red Baron. You guys still there, Nick? Are, are you here. here with that? We're, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's so deep in thought. <laughs> okay. What's the guess? Oh, we just gave a guess. Yeah, Richtofen, the Red Baron. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear it. Sometimes it skips over. Richtofen? Yes. (laughs) That is correct. Nice. Nice. Uh, Thank you for coming through on that one and convincing me. Hooked it up. All right, so the next question is the bonus question. It's bonus time. I'm confused. Sweet, so we can make up some points. So Jason, you can really make up quickly, yeah, explain the question real quick. How the how the bonus works, or what the deal is with the bonus, or whatever. Should we yada 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 it? It's a bonus. It's worth the same. It's more. Oh, Jason, I think that's going to hurt people's feelings if you just <laughs> go through the motions. I, I, I think, think it's going to hurt it. Nick and I. Yeah, you know what? Fuck those guys. The, if that's the, a Seinfeld reference, I'm okay with it. That's true. right. Yeah, that's see? true. Nick gets it. Yada yada yada. So it's time for the bonus question. This is. 
So these questions are just like all of the other questions. So they count for you. So you can make the, up some points because there are more questions. Uh, but you can also fail and, and lose in the overall because these questions, while they're bonus, are also worth exactly the same as all of the other questions. But these ones, specifically these last five, are bonus. So you got to really dig deep, get into it, bonus time. So they're bonus. Uh, are you guys in my head again? No, that's that's right. what we said. They're bonus. You got it right. So you understood, Nick. All right, shoot, Dave. Shoot. So it's like they're bonus, but they're not. No, that's, no, they are bonus. That they're absolutely bonus. All right. So they're so they're bonus. So okay. to be clear, these are bonus questions. So we have no other way to describe. We have them. everything to gain, but we still can lose everything. Well, that's right. that's different yeah. philosophically, but we're telling you that these are bonus questions. So this is like the daily. So double. whether you, whether you gain or not, that's not up to us to determine. But these right. are bonus. So this is these like when Hans Gruber was was he was going to die, but he still tried to kill John McClane. Maybe because no one understands that reference. All right, all right. Let's so, let's move on. Are you guys ready? <laughs> So, the, this question is, which motherfucking war is it? Name the war slash conflict each listed battle is associated with. Dramatic page turn. Okay. Battle of Hill 60. What war is it associated with? Ooh, I think that if they're naming hills, that's either Korea or Vietnam. Oh no! Oh, did we lose Jason? Jason, back up. We'll forget. Yeah, I, I completely dropped for some strange. It was just like a tiny second. Yeah, sometimes it hiccups a little bit. I, I had, I've had the same problem. Sweet. I'm glad everybody's recording. So yeah, it's got to be Vietnam or Korea. So, so it's which motherfucking war is it? Battle of Hill sixty. What war is it? Let's I would, go, I would. Let's go Nam. Oh, I was gonna say let's just go Korea. God damn it. Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't in Vietnam, didn't they name their hills like with like four digits or three digits or uh, I don't know. Or hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, condiments, sandwiches, grinders. Like Tri-Tip Grinder Hill, Hill, the Battle of Tri-Tip Hill. <laughs> ribeye. We got Ribeye Ridge. Ah. Uh. I don't know. If yeah. I'm feeling Vietnam. If you, f I, I'm feeling Korea, but I would probably rather go with your I your guess. I feel like there's there's probably more opportunity with Vietnam than Korea. So let's just let's take our the probability on this one. All right, I'll back you. All right, Vietnam. World War One. Wrong answer. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Bullshit. Damn. Next I disagree. battle. Next battle is the Battle of Koniggratz. What war? Battle of Koniggratz. Sounds like that'd be close to Konigsberg. I have no clue. I hmm. can guess any. You, you take how, a guess. How, how about no one of those years wars? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
those and those wars are the ones I know the least about. John, I, I feel like you're a kindred spirit because I feel the same way. You know, you know, one of the ones. Yeah, there's a, there's a number in years. What, what Nick? What do you think there, about like lucky number seven? There's wars that are about years, and then there's wars that have numbers in them. Hey, hey, what right. if we just what if we throw out a random like uh, what's the uh, Austro-Hungarian war? Is there one of them? Oh, you well, know you, there was. Yeah, you guys have to make a guess, and then we'll tell you if you're right or not. My guess is or, the Seven Years' War, but I don't know. Yeah, go for that. Take it. Go All right, we'll it. we'll go Seven Years' War. Uh, the correct answer is the Austro-Prussian War. Oh my gosh, Nick oh, was so close. Oh my god, so close. He was fifty percent of the way there. You know, if you would have, if you <laughs> would have had Prussian, that. I would have went. We could have talked through that, but I I don't want to. There's people in their cars right now. They want to. Hear about other yeah, things. You guys, you guys could have talked through it, but I feel like you were really far away from the right answer, so that would not have been productive. The next one is Battle of Waxhaws. 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 W a x h a w s. Waxhaws. I'm not sure if it's Waxhaws or Waxhaws. Here's the question, Dave. Did you know this? Would you know this if? Braxton hadn't given you the answer. Oh hell no, I wouldn't know this one. Is that in English? Oh, that's a hint. That's a that might be a hint. I would know. I would not know this one. I think it's this the American Civil War, Nick. No way, hell. <laughs> it's some obscure thing. I... Gulf War. Gulf War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's very little modern war going on on, on these quiz shows. The War yeah, of Braxton. Canadian Aggression. I, isn't isn't Waxall like a French company that makes cars? No, that's Vauxhall. Okay, so it's Wax H A W S. So W A X H A W S. So take, Nick, have your girlfriend write it down. Take, <laughs> take a, <laughs> Nick, I know I know, I know your girlfriend's sitting here listening with us. So have her write down. <laughs> She told me that she's going to listen to it, so I have to be nice. Wax Hawes. Nick, this is yours to take a guess. I took a guess at the last one. No, don't you put the so, shitty so ones Nick, on I'm me. I'm sorry. Nick, did you say your girlfriend might listen to this podcast? Yeah, she knows. She listened that to the previous That is a bad one. idea. She's That's listened a bad to the previous idea. ones. Oh my God! You're already making big, big mistakes. Ooh. This is like Mitch. Mitch was like, "Oh, my wife listened to your pod, the podcast, and she said you have a potty mouth." I'm like, "You do realize at some point my wife might meet your wife, and I don't want your wife." <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Wife. yeah. <laughs> Did you hear your husband? Yeah, my wife oh, yeah. is like she. She said I. I always thought because one of the guys that she listens to his podcast, his wife doesn't listen, and she. Years and years ago, obviously, at this point, she said, "If my husband had a podcast, I would, I would definitely listen, just to be supportive." And then we did like two, and she said, "I can't get thirty minutes in." I said, "No, that's that's <laughs> fine, honey. You, I, you know, you're very supportive. I don't need you to listen to the podcast." My my greatest fear is that my daughters will listen oh, to this podcast. Our kids are definitely going to listen to it one year. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, at least Nick, at, at least Nick and I's. Uh, People that we know aren't in the guild, so they can't see our videos. But yeah, you guys are out there for mm -hmm. all time. And I still feel bad that those people can see those videos that we put up. But I'm gonna well. go delete them right now. 
that that's a sign that they're good. My my experience has been if you feel like it's really embarrassing, the audience loves it even more. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, we're going so, we're going so here thirty we go. years war. Thirty years war. Wax Hawes. It's the American Revolutionary War. Wrong. Oh my God! Where the hell is that at? It sounds like some kind of Indian battle or something. Wax Jeez, Hawes? Nick, I was closer than you. Okay, next one: Battle of Chinese Farm. Ooh, that oh, is that's the, uh, that's uh, that's that's in the Levant. Yeah, Israel. You guys, uh, you guys, you guys better knock this one out. It's this uh, good. it's shit. Is it's, that the Yom Kippur? We played that in Yom Kippur. That's Yom Kippur. Is that the name of the it, war? It's the Yom Kippur War. We in Yom Kippur. That's one of the uh, victory conditions. The Chinese farm? No, that yes, I think it it's is. Kipper. Well, I know, I know the Chinese farm is part of like an Israeli war, but was it? Was it? I don't remember it in our the game we played. Well, because you quit because you lost your HQ and put her in a shitty oh, position. Shit. That was Dying there was out. no Chinese farm on that map. I disagree. It's Yom Kippur. And, and there, there's sometimes more than one area in these wars. I'll go with fought, it. But... I'll go with it. Yom but Kippur War. It, it definitely Israel's in there. I just don't know which one it was. But yeah, I'll go with Nick. All right. So, so what? What's the answer? How many times do I have to say this, Dave? Yom well, Kippur you have to War. say it. He's still arguing with you while you're talking about it. Uncle John, do you concur? For the third time, I concur. Uh. It's correct. Yom Kippur War. Very nice. Good job. I, yeah, that's Jesse just because be we proud. played that game. That's the only reason I know and that. And I, I do we not remember that. Accept, we would have also accepted the War of 1973. I mean, I, I, I know that that no, was an Israeli thing, but I don't remember that in our game. All right. Because you quit? Would you just shut up? We're, we're, getting, okay. we're getting Haiti. Battle of Falkirk. Battle of Falkirk. What war? Final Ooh. question. Ooh, this, oh, this, is the, this is the English and the Scottish, right? That sounds familiar. Yeah. This is like Braveheart time. Yeah. Right? Is this Ro- the Robert, Bruce? The, yeah, Robert the Bruce. Oh, I don't even know what those wars was, are called. Yeah, was that even a war? Or was that just like people <laughs> That was old? just a big excursion for like centuries, wasn't it? Like a problem. Hold on. Let me pour a hop slam. You think about it. Oh, by the way, right now I'm drinking the uh, Ask Your Dad Rye IPA. Excellent. That sounds so dirty for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why it's called that. Well, well, you guys have seven right by my count so far. That's pretty good. Oh, we're behind our normal pace. I'm showing nine. Where do you get nine? Where's the nine? Hey, that's the official scorekeeper. That's right. Although I am fairly drunk. Uncle John, uh, is that called the English Civil War? No, you, no, you might be right, because I think I'm missing, I missed the uh, Napoleon and McAuliffe mm-hmm. page. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would have called it the English Civil War if the English are fighting against the Scottish. Then is that like the Scottish Suppression? <laughs> I've never heard of that name, but... I don't know. What was the name of the game um, with... Brave That's what I call heart. it when I bed my wife. Scottish I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Braveheart is in... I've seen the movie. That's Falkirk. Uh, I don't know the name of the goddamn war, so... No, what was... Take what, a guess. What was the name of the game, the block game from Columbia? Hammer of the Scots. Hammer of the Scots. Yeah, that's not... How about the English Scots War? 
<laughs> there you go. Guess it. Hey, we'll go the English Scots War, and if it's close, you got to give it to us. Uh, I need a number. Would you say it's the first, second, or third war? Oh my dear. Well, I would say. Hmm. I think Falkirk was that. Was that so? Are that's you... the got to be the first. Got to be the first now, because William Wallace started it. I'm pretty sure. Right, but was and then Robert the Bruce was in it after that. But was Falkirk, that their third? Think, I'm pretty sure Falkirk was William Wallace. So you're thinking he was in the original war? There wasn't something before him? Yeah, because I think he's what started the uprising. And then I think Robert the Bruce finished the job. But then where would the third have come from? Maybe they, the English came back later and said, like, nope, fuck that. And they tried to attack. I don't know. I don't know what the English did. All right. Well, I, I, I do appreciate your, your, your train of thought here, Nick. You're you're putting some thought into it. I'm, I mean, and this is kind of because I'm envisioning Mel Gibson uh-huh. with long hair, which is hair. easy to do. Yeah, and I know there's I had and the his album, bare ass. Yep, yeah, and there's a song called "The Battle of Falkirk," and I'm like, well, he was the one. That All kind right, of started you it. you've sold me. I'm I'm with you. The first is that that what we're going with? Yep, go for uh, it. I'm we're sold first. We will accept the first war of Scottish independence as the nice. Oh, yeah. Guys killed it. I think that's, that's 10. Respectable. One, two, yeah, that's three, respectable. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, one, there ten. were two of you, so that's... Uh, that's true. Isn't... And one of them wasn't Jason, to be fair. Right, but still, there's two, so... <laughs> but but I'm the equivalent of Jason, right? Jason, that's true. know that or I would have spirits. you if I was here alone. I appreciate that. I'm really bad at it. I'm just I pissed like about that, that Mussolini question. God, I'm pissed about that. I know. You got to follow your gut. All right, boys. So what have you guys been playing lately? What kind of games? We know you've been messing with this terrible sound. You guys are brilliant to line a battle. What else? Well, we've... Uh... And you guys are like OG line of battle. You guys have been playing that forever. Yeah, line of battle is pretty much our jam right now. We're, I, I we kind of talked. I'm gonna try to avoid talking about that the whole time we're here. But <laughs> um, prior to playing South Mountain, we played South Mountain last weekend. We wanted to pull out Korea, the new module for ASL, but unfortunately. I'm not smart enough to look at the counters that come with the game. Obviously, I know that the module's not complete, but when we started trying to play, I think I threw a baby fit when I realized that I didn't have, like, 447 North Koreans or something. So we weren't able to do yeah, there's that. A, there's a lot of special rules, too, that module. So uh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's one you can just hop into without some reading. Well, we, had, we were going to play a scenario that was fairly basic. There's a basic scenario in... I was pretty loaded to the brim and might have gone on a rampage, but we've yeah. been playing. We've been playing some ASL PTO. Uh, what's the magazine that we're, we've been playing scenarios from? Tactiques. It's like an old French magazine that used to do it. That's I don't think in existence anymore. But they got yeah. a lot of great scenarios. Yeah, and we've played two or three scenarios on Thursdays. Before that, we finished up our None But Heroes campaign game, which was a lot of fun. Um, For me, outside of playing with Uncle John, I've gotten a scenario of Arquebus on the table with my my local buddy Cliff, which was enjoyable. 
he's kind of fallen to the wayside, which is depressing because we used to play fairly consistently and we haven't too much anymore. Um, but solo wise, I've played uh, Heights of Courage recently, Thunder in the Ozarks, which is the same system I think that you talked about maybe on the last or two podcasts ago, Dave. Cedar yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And, and I like that system. It's it's very different because I'm so used to line of battle. It's so weird for me to not have leaders on the map and not have facing. I struggle. Hey, I have with a question, that. real real quick. When 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 I'm playing line of battle, this is something I've I've played through. Uh, do cowardly legs come off every turn? Yes. Yeah. So when I get cowardly legs in my half of the turn, do they last through the next? The other half of the turn for the other player. So if if I fire, if it's my turn, and I fire at you and force a cowardly legs, they'll sit there until your turn. Because on your turn, that's your rally phase. That's basically your cleanup phase. So you remove, or no, 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 no. I'll remove them in mine. So yeah, cowardly legs right. come off in mine. Right, they right, get so removed at the end of every half of a turn, right? Right, right, right. They don't stick around. Because that way you don't have to keep track of whose side cowardly legs they are. They're Confederate Correct. cowardly legs or Union. It's just basically if, if I'm shooting at you, um, but I'm trying to think there there are times, I guess you don't get cowardly legs when guys do the opening volleys at you, right? Correct. So, yeah, because if, if somebody takes an opening volley at me when I move in front of them and I fire, I'm just taking a loss. There's no way that I'm going to take a retreat on that attack right because you're not making a morale check it's just going to be a straight sp loss if you hit me which right. is the beauty okay. of the lob system it's so easy you don't have to worry about a defensive fire phase then a moving fire or advancing fire then a charge and all that it's to me it's all so integrated you lay a cowardly legs down and they come up very quick yeah yeah so for guys for guys who haven't uh, played uh, line of battle, the the interesting thing about the way the combat system works is basically you uh, you add up your fire factors when you're the active player, and you can either and 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 Nick, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you can either fire or you can uh, it's move and fire. And so if you fire, you basically do damage to the guy, and you roll the results, and it's it's a pretty straightforward table based on what kind of weapon systems your guys have. Uh, how many factors are firing out of the hex and a couple things. But if you move and fire, then the opponent gets a chance to do an opening volley on you back. Right. Because the idea is th they're not just sitting around waiting for you to march up and shoot at them. Right. So the beauty of what LOB does comparatively to how it was handled in RSS and CWB is – it, and and those are the two those are the two previous systems that right, Nick's right. talking about. Right. So these are the gamers games. The CWBS was the original system that started it. It's a brigade scale. Then they took those rules and they put them in a regimental scale system, which was another set of rules that was kind of a lot of people say it was tacked on. I don't know. But the counters for the RSS games allow the LOB rules to be ported into them. But in LOB when you're in the activity phase, that is where you're doing all of your moving, you're firing, you're charging, and it literally it's called the activity phase, and you have two things, movement and combat. You can do them in any order you'd like. You can move, 
If you move your full movement allowance or over half of your movement allowance, you're not allowed to fire in your, your player turn. You can move up to half and fire, but if you are within line of sight and within range of a defending unit, they're basically going to roll one die on a chart, and that's their opening volley, which makes it very easy. You're moving well, in front of them, and Nick, that's like their defense that, I don't know if everybody else you broke up, but you broke up for me. Basically, if you move up to half and then fire, then the, the opponent can then take an opening volley fire chart shot against you. Right. And if you stand firm and you don't move and you fire, you can fire without taking any reciprocal fire. So the danger is you have to make a decision. Do I move up close or adjacent and get into a position where next turn I'm going to be able to unload without having to take a defensive volley? Or do I move and fire but take those defensive volleys? But the player that's moving and fires never has to take a morale check. So that's an advantage. But also, you're going to wilder yourself away because those opportunities for defensive fire on the opening volley, they come, I mean, they come quick. And you'll notice that guys... Right, and, and the opening volley roll is like a 1d6 against the basic chart. And basically, the guy comes up within range of you and you just roll it to see what happens. But right. like, and you think, oh, it's a bullshit roll. But you can get fucked up by opening volleys as you move up, like just based on the luck of the defender rolling on them. Yeah, yeah. And it's... I think it's so easy, and I'm looking forward to playing with multiple people at, at the con because I think we'll, you know, it's basically going to be I move, you see where I move, and I'm like, Dave, opening volley, and you roll one die, and it's like, okay, this happens, and easy, easy, and I, we can do that over, you know, multiple people are going to be in multiple areas, so we can make the gameplay fairly quick, and it's so streamlined, it's not like we have to go through set phases and all this, it and it gives the player the opportunity to do the tactics that they want to do. Do you want to move in first and then fire? Do you want to fire, then have other troops move in to kind of close? And then the next turn, they're going to be exposed to fire, but then they're going to be able to charge. Right. That's and, where the tactics and, and, and come then, in. And the terrain that we're talking about in Chickamauga, it's mostly woods. So basically a lot of this is you can't even see the other guys until you're adjacent to them. So it should be an interesting change of pace for guys who have played other scenarios that have more open terrain because basically you're moving through the woods and you move adjacent, and that's when the, the enemy is going to get its first chance to actually see you. Yeah, and I think that's going to be crazy because we're going to have a and lot the, of the artillery. The, the artillery becomes much less valuable. Well, it, it, muskets fields. are going to be king. Oh, muskets are going to be huge. Smooth bores, dude. Fucking close range. Fucking buck and ball, firing buck and ball. That yeah. gives you a shift on the table. And in yeah. those fields, where those fields are located, those are going to be the places where you want to have your artillery. Well, and that's, what, ha that's what happened historically. Yeah. The fields ended up being the big battle lines where guys would set up battle lines along the edge of a field. And if you're attacking, it's like you have to make that decision. Okay, do I drag these artillery pieces behind the troops in the hopes that? Okay, I set up and can take a shot, or do you just set up in defensive positions in reserve? That's right. Basically, in these it's fields, like a saying, right. "Yep," basically saying, "Okay, we're moving forward. We're gonna do what we can." But okay, it's civil war combat. You cannot. The impetus of an attack is eventually gonna grind down. And, and for line of battle, I gotta say, like it's really easy. Like basically, you take the quality of your troops, what kind of gun they have. Uh, you look at their fire factors. 
and then you roll two dice and that tells you what happens in combat. And so then uh, after that, like when we talk about cowardly legs, cowardly legs means basically if your guy gets knocked back, you leave a cowardly legs mod- marker there. And that just means that it sits there and guys that are adjacent to it because they saw your guys run away, they get an extra minus one on their morale checks right. when they have to take morale checks because so they just saw their buddies are, yeah. run. And turns are 15 minutes, so these are like quick things. That's why they come up so quick, though, too, because it's, I mean, it's not supposed to linger there. But that's one of the problems I had playing Thunder in the Ozarks, because I could not get away from how ingrained line of battle is in my mind. And it was, I liked it. It was fun. I think it would be more fun to play Oppose. I would like to play Oppose. I felt like the artillery was too strong. Um. I don't know, but we'll see. I was playing Cedar Mountain where there were wider open areas and the artillery seemed to have some pretty good fields of fire. But I that's one I think because of the chit pull system and the fact that you have secret chits that you have to play face to face. I mean, it's yeah, a di- yeah. it's a different well, game if you don't play face to face. And yeah, you have those those chits are secret to you, so you use them at opportune moments. That's right. Where, so you can you can smoke a guy and be like, "Nope, you're not doing that because right, I have this I can shit. either I can either screw you or basically buff myself up for a turn and decide how I want to use those chits. So so line of battles a bitchin system. The combat system is easy to play, especially if you're in one of the scenarios the 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 games like we're going to play at Swolcon where it's all woods, so there's like no line of sight, basically. Um, so artillery basically isn't even really that much involved. It's basically all infantry fighting. The challenge comes with the order system, and I think maybe we should uh, work on doing like a little cheat sheet for the different types of orders and what you're allowed to do under each order. That might I, be a good thing for us to do. I think I have a fairly decent handle on the order system. Um, Uncle John and I, I think it behooved us to play South Mountain because yes, you use the LOB rules and the the porting rules state that you use the RSS initiative table for divisional leaders, which means that divisional leaders can give themselves orders, but then you throw out the LOB initiative table and you have to roll for the loose cannons. So there's some things that I think we're going to have to iron out before we start playing yeah i'm probably going to play out the scenario that we're going to play at the con first solo to see what we have to do because right away when i did the conversion i realized most of the positionings have uh infantry and artillery in the same hexes which in lob they can't yep. be yeah so so right away your all your deployments are thrown off because they've got batteries combined with with infantry so what, what i would probably say is Anybody that's going to play with us. So right now it's me, you, Uncle John. We got e- Evil, e- Evil, Evil Jack, Jack and, and Paul. Paul. Right. So that's that's a great crew. My I think with five, we could maybe add one more to the Confederate side. But I think what would behoove us yeah, You can't have more do, than two on the Union side. I think two on the Union side is the max. Dave, did you ever look at the uh, geek list that was created for this game? I did. I think I posted on it. No, not not the spreadsheet, not the Excel spreadsheet. No, I posted on the fucking geek list. Did you? Yes. I never saw it. Oh, I never oh, saw it either. Why? What's what's your point? Well, my point was, did you see which side I called? No. Oh. Look at I don't. You. 
I don't care which side you call. Which side did you call? I said I wanted to be Braxton Bragg. Yeah, but you're going to play. That means you're going to play on the other side, though. As the, uh, aren't we going to do it the reverse ways? The oh, way you guys do it. Do you know? See, I thought we play it straight up. Where and I, I thought, why would we play it differently than the way you guys do it? I thought we would switch it out. Where you might play Braxton Bag, but then you're going to play uh, Thomas or one of the other guys on the Union side. So you want to play the way that him and I played None But Heroes. I think uh, that's the way to do it. I don't know about that. I think, really? Dave, Dave, I think if we got five or six people, we play teams, issue their own orders. But guess what? Like, if you are, if you're an OC, if you're an overall commander, you're also going to command a core or two. But, yeah, but that's the problem. The problem, though, is then you know what Braxton Bragg wants you to do. But you're going to see that's why I think, okay, yes, but to a certain extent. The, the only problem with, like, I, I love the way we did None But Heroes, but I think, like, I feel like that might only work in a, in certain games. In a 1v1 setting. In a 1v1 in, setting. In a 1v1 setting. I mean, if he, I don't know, it's like, you know, I'd write orders to the union. Dude, but dude, then my I would, experience is, my experience has been you write orders and four turns later, you're like, what the fuck was that order I wrote again? Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like you don't even remember. Like, I think honestly, we could still do it the way you guys do it. And it would work really well. Like you have a plan <laughs> to start with. We, we didn't do that for South orders. Mountain though. Like. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, but see, that's a smaller battle. See, but one thing that we didn't get in None But Heroes is, like, when I told, like, some Union Corps to do something, like, I knew what they were doing, and, and he knew what they were doing as, as as the Confederate commander. So if I had them, like, doing some strange end around, like, if you're the commander on the other side and you don't know what they're doing you might like be freaking oh, yeah, out so, like i need to get yeah, some so support true. over here where maybe they're just moving just to screw with you so so dave here's my thoughts on that we have two ocs right and and uncle john and i've discussed this in detail where let's say i would say we make you you and i would be the overall commanders we're the ones that wanted to play this originally would you agree with that are you fucking kidding are you fucking kidding me <laughs> You're okay. you're gonna be an OC. You're gonna be writing orders. You're nominated. I'm, I'm but, but nominating then, I mean, you. you'll probably also be running a core of, or something or whatever, yeah, depending on yes. what's going I on. I mean, you're gonna be moving counters as well. But here's the thing: if you're writing orders, you're not going to be able to know if your commanders have accepted those orders because they shouldn't be able to tell you. So if you're writing orders to different core commanders that are underneath you, so let's say for instance. I'm the Confederate Braxton Bragg commander, and I have two core commanders. I don't know when they accept those orders. So I don't know when they fluke. They're going to have to make their own fluke stoppages. You have limited knowledge, even though you're the OC, without having to really change anything. So, you know, I could order Uncle John, if he's in charge of Park Polk's corps, I could be like, attack towards this house he could start moving there and then all of a sudden he could like kind of slow up his attack and let his reserves go in and i'm going to be like what the fuck's going on and we've kind of talked beforehand like hey we're not going to discuss what you rolled on your stoppages or your you know attack continuations or anything like that so i think we're still going to have that veil of what's going on 
is going to be right, obscure. Right, so, so, so which geek list are you guys talking about? Because I'm looking at the one that's the AEC Donkey Kong 2018 unofficial games I want to play. Is that the one? I think so. Yeah, so I, I put on I, I put the game on and then you said I'm in. That was your post. Am I have I posted on that one? If it if, no. if I'm no then no, it's a no. different go, one. Go it was some, it was something that uh, Mitch, yeah, Mitch, it was Mitch oh, but God, there's one. another fucking different one. Mitch just didn't like the word unofficial for some reason. What the fuck? Yeah, once once it became an official con, then he posted an official list. Yes, Dave. Do your research. Do I need, do I need to step down. in here and, and yeah, please moderate. Lay down the law. Interview all of us. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Is it is it on? Where is it on the fucking website? I think he deleted it for some reason. He's the geek oh my just God. put it in the fucking no spreadsheet. Way. Put it in the Donkey Kong. Mitch is getting. No, it, he's no, very like, what are we playing? What are we playing? That's no, all I'm, I'm I, No, no, I'm in the spreadsheet. I'm trying to figure out what this extra fucking uh, geek list is. I don't see it anywhere. Yeah, because I think he deleted it. I looked it was, for it today. It was on. Why would he delete it? It was on a post on one of the don on the Donkey Kong thread. No, that's the Excel sheet. Oh my god! There, there. He had a link to the. Uh, the Anyways, the should we not talk about this? No, so, so, no. So this is Dave, why I started with the scenario. This is why with the scenario I started getting like, <laughs> what fucking scenario we're we playing? We need to iron this shit out because it seems like everybody's kind of floating around like, oh, I'm not sure. I might play this at night. I'm like, dude, you guys got to lock this shit in. No, Because people bullshit, are going to start Dave. committing the games. We know what we're doing. We're playing 6.7. Oh, 19th, no, I know. Right. And why and do we Uncle know this? John and I are the Confederates. And why do we know this, Nick? Because I posted it on the official No, because list. I fucking Facebooked you uh, at about five hours ago, and we fucking sorted all this shit out. God, you're such a difficult man to deal with. But I think even the official <laughs> the official geek list is not official. The, the spreadsheet is official. Yes, it, the spreadsheet is official. Right, my point was, though, that Nick is like, well, have you seen that? what I posted? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. So I went to the apparently the unofficial one. And uh, what did what did you post that you were going to be? I found it. Hold on. Send it to Young David over here. I'll, I'll post it in the chat window here once I get to it. All right, guys. I'm drinking a uh, Sumatra Brown Imperial Ale. It's not that great. I I, I just Kama hope Sutra? that I just hope that Swolcon <laughs> is better organized than Donkey Kong. There. So now the guy who I, I posted, could barely oh, Jesus figure Christ, out. Dave. you just broke my brain. I was like, "What?" I was trying to do the math, and then I realized that's the same thing. It's just I don't know. <laughs> There's a con in October, which is really good. It's on yeah, page no, it's four like... of the the Donkey Kong. Hey, hey, don't stuff. worry, guys. I'll keep us on track. Uncle John, what have you been playing? No, no. So let me understand this. So now I'm fucking. Uh, now I'm going to be who? Uh, Rosecrans. Yeah, you're Rosecrans, baby. I'll be guilty. Oh, Jesus Stern. Christ! What if I didn't want to play the union? <laughs> well, then you need to speak up, and you're going to be my subordinate so, commander. So here's the thing. I'm, well, well I'm, speak up. I just found out. This about is all it. very complicated. I'm fine. Oh. Like whoever I, I play, feel like, I feel like Doctor Who. Like I just but, regenerated. So and before I'm we get too far, Ty, I want in on whatever Cthulhu thing is going on at Donkey Kong. You guys continue yeah, talking Jason, about your war games. Right. No, Jason, this is my point. 
the, my point is you don't know what's going on. So it's like, right. it's hard to get into games. When I started to look, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't figure out which games. All right, I Dave. I think it's the spreadsheet. Since, I think the spreadsheet is official. Since Dave Mitch, is Mitch, Mitch needs to take the Mitch needs to take side. this by the horns. Uh-huh. Oh no, I already gave my input, and it's still named Donkey Kong. So that's all yep. I know. Yep. <laughs> and you you gave shirt feedback as well. That was yeah. I've given all the feedback I've been asked for. Here, I'm I no longer getting asked for feedback. Cthulhu monster on there. That's not a monster. That's I, I like Cthulhu Con. No, that's stupid. No. <laughs> that's stupid straight up stupid that little monster on the back of my coffee mug pisses me off every time i look at it, it. I, yeah, when it. i bought the shirt i didn't realize that that was on the back i like the donkey and i do like cthulhu <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there and i do you like a cthulhu a, who looks like he's to about AC to deal do, do you like do you like a cthulhu who looks like he's a car dealer at vegas i mean it's like <laughs> no that would, right. be, that would be cool yeah, so that's my, my my concern was I felt kind of like unsure about what games were happening. And I felt like there were guys who maybe haven't been to our conventions before who are not sure like Jack John. is trying Jack wants to be in a game. Like, like Jack this wants guy. to be in a game. And, hey, Jack, and Jack is like kind of like playing this terrible sound right. with us. Well, but no, but is, he also said he wanted they, to play Go ahead, Dave. No, no. I mean, I, I no. I understand, but they they want to commit to a particular game, but right. we need to also say, hey, we have this many spots. So then, if we're like five, then we say to Jack, hey, go. You can hook up with a different game. So or I was you can like, play let's figure out how many spots me. we have. Right, but my point with us was more like, hey, let's figure out what scenario we're playing, and then we can figure out how many players we're going to kind of have locked in during the day, and then then we can right. say to other guys, hey, we have two openings. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to go and be like, we don't want to have a guy play who doesn't do anything the first day right, because he's waiting right. around for his fucking orders. You know. So, so, so Dave, let's let's hammer this out right now. Do you have a preference for your side? I feel like you have a preference. I don't want to play the union. I don't want to be gross grips. All right, Uncle John and I will happily accept the union. Uh oh, he's yeah. not saying anything. And if, and and I so why, why, why do you guys have to play on the same side? So because okay, so here's the deal: we've never we never get to play on the same side. Oh, okay. So okay. we thought okay. like this would be an awesome thing, but I'm fine if we don't have to. We've already discussed that. Like if that's a problem for anybody, like we can do like I think Nick brought up at at one point like bidding, like whoever the supreme commanders are can just bid for people. Maybe the the but. problem with the scenario, as far as I can see it, with the and Jason, you can like I don't know if this is exciting for you to hear us discussing this, but is uh, what are we talking about union, again? Yeah, the, the union side at Chickamauga on the nineteenth of September. Uh, Thomas has a big core, and then the other two. The one, there's one core that's kind of smaller, and then there's one core that's got like half, like maybe one division. So the union's pretty slim. So that's that's the concern. Like, uh, and they they get more guys during the day, but they're not really. It's not really that beefy, and they're on the defense kind of. So, all right, UJ, we got that. Let's take it. I'm I'm accepting the position of Rosecrans right now, Dave. If I do I mean, that, I mean, you're if taking you, if you You're guys want to, to play bright. together, that's that's fine. But if you guys want to play together, I think you should play the union. Also, it's like three months away. 
Yeah, and John can play uh, Thomas, and then you can play Rosecrans and everybody else. Oh, he's pissed. He's not commenting. No, but Tom, <laughs> Thomas is dude, who, Tom, who are you Thomas talking about, me? Yeah. Thomas is good, and he's got a big core. He's got, like, divisions. That you can All keep right, attaching divisions to his core. I want you to core. fuck Dave up. He's the rock is, of Chickamauga. Is, is that my orders? <laughs> I'm going to write your first order is going to be wherever Dave who whatever core Dave controls fuck them up. Well, but I actually I hope that you guys would be on different sides just because I think you guys are more familiar. You guys have played the game more. Ooh, I mean, I, that, I've played okay, there, that's okay. a point that, there. That's, that's a, a thought. Point. That's a thought. I I I've played it, but I think you guys have played it way more than I have. That, that's Me. why I thought you guys might split. But if you guys want to play the union, I think we'll, that can work too. We'll, we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up we, in the air. Yeah, I'm, I'd be up for that too. That's fine. We'll that, leave and it, up it does in the make air. sense. I will say that I want to be an overall commander. I want to write orders. I mean, no one knows if you guys have been playing it right. I mean, so maybe it's best to keep you guys on the same side for that reason. I, I, so, okay. so I guess, Dave, are you are you going to be whatever overall commander nick isn't or were you thinking like i should be in that role well it, it might be funnier it might be more realistic for me to yeah. play brag and then have a bunch of newbies playing all my core and division commanders and then see all the disaster that unfolds from there that might be more realistic for that's kind of true <laughs> <laughs> although yeah let's uh put paul in front of uncle john they're nemesis now Right, so I, maybe right. maybe it, it would work better to have the more experienced players play in the union. I'm and coming for you, Paul. Because there's a heavy weight of troop strength on the side of the Confederates, I think. So, and there, there's role playing, right? Like you can't change oh, your orders, uh, oh, especially yeah, in the woods. In the woods, it's like, well, I want to change position here. It's like, well, you don't know those guys are coming through the woods at you, like until they come through. You You're really not going to change your orders. See, this is where we have to, but you can make an LOB initiative roll to change the route of your destination if you're under attack orders. On a, yeah, on attack. Yeah, when I when I play with myself, easy, easy there. When I play LOB with myself, I got a little, I got a little <laughs> that's uh, right, that's excited right. there for a second. I uh, when I I tend to like really role play it, where I'm like, well, at what point would they know that these guys were coming? You know. Like, we, so we, I, we did a I little of that guys, in I don't, let guys, I don't let guys change orders until like that crash can come in in the line. And then, then you start adjusting. So Especially, here, especially in Chickamauga. So that's anybody Chickamauga that hasn't about. played this system that's interested in ACW combat, just buy the damn, one of these damn games. <laughs> it's a great system. Monocacy. Go, go that's, pre-order that's, Monocacy. There's my, there's my plug. For the we day. expect 100 pre-orders added but after this post what is that i don't know we need, that's all we need it's it's always always maybe, maybe within 38 it's the latest p500 what 1864 in maryland uh early attacking washington dc it's a nice little small Shenandoah scenario oh no, that's fun nice it, little starter a great intro for anybody interested in line of battle it would be a perfect introductory game and if we get this then we get the wilderness Oh, I just screamed. That's right. So, but yeah, I do. I do more role playing. I think. But if, when you're playing by yourself, you know, you can do more of that. Where I'm like, yeah, because that guy wouldn't see them until this happens, and then, like, once a guy or unit shows up in the field and someone sees them, then I let them try to 
but it, it's it is tough sometimes adjusting these games for the lob from the rss we'll so. discuss we'll yeah discuss we that. yeah we had a little bit of problem with that I, t- I tell you though the greatest thing with this is when you get an order written by somebody else and you have to interpret it i think i mentioned it before but it is just so awesome i remember in our none but heroes game like nick had sent me an order to like line up this confederate core division whatever it was by brigades and like it took me like i don't know how many turns before i like figured out what he meant like i was moving on it doing it and i just could not get it and then i had to actually be sober when we started playing one night and then i realized what he meant so great well that's the that's the problem though when the player is playing the army commander and the uh, element commander because he knows exactly what he wants that element to do well he they they, yeah the overall commander i would say should be they should play not yeah maybe not so big and important of part of the core structure right so So, whoever the confederate overall commander is should probably play like forest and maybe dh hills cores so when Gersh was on, we talked about Star Wars. This is the nerdiest episode ever. <laughs> no, this is this is called wargaming, Jason. This so, is actual wargaming. Yeah, this, I, I understand. No, I understand. Hey, but you know that's what? Still, I'll, I'll be there. I'll are, be frank. All this bullshit about RPGs that you guys are so, talking that's about. Right. This so Nick, war. hold on, Nick. I'm while you're trying, Nick, hold on, hold on, hold on. While you're trying to sell a game. You should also mention it by its name. So I went looking for mononymity or whatever the fuck he said. The game is called To Take Washington. So for everybody like me who's out there listening, wanting to pre-order this game, you're recommending it. It's called To Take Washington. Shame on you. Shame on you, Nick. You know what? You know what? Sit in the corner. Can I say something? This is why this is the best podcast on the (laughs) internet. Because these hosts, I mean, good God, you, you see how they babysit us? That's right. Us, well, us guest hosts. This, this, that's I, right. I applaud you. That's Jason. right. We're well, holding hands. Um, unfortunately, they've met me in person, so they know how much of an idiot I am. You have, yeah, you, you guys have no idea how excited I've been all week to talk to you guys again. Well, uh, for me, Lieutenant Hoplite's the guy who took the drive-through through the uh, right. Uber through the drive-through so, so he could get food. Speaking of that, Nick and I, I'm on, I'm on Slack right now. Nick and I are talking about that on Slack. Slack. Other Nick, the Swede, he's reminiscing about the uh, the cab through the drive-through. Yeah. See, I don't really know much about what. Happened there. <laughs> I'll drink to that. As long as I wasn't a dickhead to anybody, I'm okay with it. Oh, and All right, I'm gonna, out, I'm gonna go grab to a Ross. beer. Shout out to Ross. Gonna... I stole his last lighter when I got on my flight. Oh, bad form. I'm gonna go grab a beer while you guys chat real quick. Okay. So, Jason, what have you been playing recently? I have been playing a lot of bullshit RPGs, as you eloquently put it, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and really enjoying it. It's it's taken me back. Um, it's actually. So I think part of, and I've been thinking about this a lot, not not for the podcast, but just for my own, I, I go through these like obsessive cycles of hobbies, fountain pens, war games, now onto role-playing games, cocktails. Um, and I, I wonder what I'm trying to fix in myself. Um, but I think my problem right now with playing like heavy war games is I'm doing a lot of like technical writing and reading at work. So then in my off time, when I sit down and read a very 
technical manual for a word game, it, it makes me feel like I'm working and it kind of shuts me down. And most of these role-playing game rules are written very conversationally like fiction. So I think that's part of it. And also, I don't really have to pay a lot of attention and I can just running a game or playing in a game, I can just kind of fuck off and still have a lot of fun. So I think that's part of why I'm enjoying it so much. Um, I'm also playing um, uh, the Doolittle Raid. What is the name of the... Oh, that's a fantastic game. I played. Yeah, Enemy what is the name ahead. of the... Enemy Coast Ahead, thank you very much. I, uh, the uh, Doolittle Raid. I got my I th- ass beat in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing great. I've won a... So I'm just in the early... So I'm on like scenario seven on my second playthrough. Um, and I think... Can, can, I, can I interrupt real quick to ask a quick medical question? Co- Dave, no. Dave, of course you can. Um, I opened a bottle of uh, Lagunitas Maximus uh, a week ago, and it's been in my fridge. Uh, opened, but not hasn't been... It was, it was big tall boy, half full. It should be okay, right? Like, I can drink this. Yeah, take, I'm not gonna it might just be myself. a little flat, but take it's a, not going to Take a drink down. and then give us a synopsis. It's been, it's been it's been refrigerated the entire time, so I should be okay. Just just take a sip, and then observe myself for symptoms. Yeah, well, yeah. Tell us tell us what you taste. Oh, should I Facebook Live this? Is that how you would do it? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's exactly. This, this probably would provoke us to do that. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. I'm going to start sipping. Here we go. So I think I think the first, I think, um, whoo. That tequila is catching up to me. So now I'm just drinking straight tequila because I couldn't make another Negroni. Um, yeah. Yeah, balls deep, right? Um, so the first one, I think the 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 just attack scenarios are maybe a little bit more engaging, even though in the Doolittle Raid there's a little bit more to do. And maybe I should just review the game. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying Enemy Coast Ahead Doolittle Raid. Um, also playing Liberty or Death on Vassal with uh, Braxton, coin, Jack, coin. and Leroy. Yep, yep. Um, this is our second game hey, in a row so, of it. So when you guys play, there's three of you or four of you? Four. Okay, so it's how me, do you feel Braxton, about the sides? Jack, and Leroy. How do you feel about the French? So I haven't played the French. Um, so the first game, I was the Patriots and did very poorly shockingly um and i kept kind of messaging leroy who is the french saying like am i helping you correctly how do i get you in the fight um and he obviously he didn't have a ton to do and now i'm playing the indians in this game um and i i don't have a ton to do like i can't really make resources um so I have to keep going to Jack, who's the British, and saying, hey, give me stuff, or just kind of hunker down. I, I I understand why they put them in there, but I, I'm wondering if, you know, that the uh, the Brian Train one came out, the Algeria one, if maybe if Liberty or Death had come out after, if they could have just made it two-player. I don't know. Um, I think... And I know Rally in the Valley had this discussion about Liberty or Death or Washington's War. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Is that Fuck AAC Prime? Is that what that's called? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is advanced after combat. That's that that's AAC next generation. <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, because next generation was probably better 
than the that's original right, series. Right. It's definitely yeah. not that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We love, we you, love guys. you guys. You guys are the we best. love you guys. We, we, we do we can, love those we, guys. We just get shit. Believe me, we've been hey, critiqued hey, so many Jason, times. By so. the way, we, if you want to, we do love a, the guys, uh, right? We love the a, guys. I might not love the podcast. We 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 do, we hate the game, not the player. <laughs> not the player, exactly. Oh, Dave gets it. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, if you want to do a uh, dual review on the Doolittle Raid, I actually really enjoyed that game. Fuck yeah, man! Let's do that. And and I played all the way through it, and I think. People will be entertained by my okay. end result. All right, so so here's what we could do. I, w- I want to go over real quick what we're going to be doing at Donkey Kong, talking about the big games that we're going to have there, and then why don't we do some reviews? I've got a game I'd so, like to talk about too. So, so let's yeah, let's finish our what we're playing. Um, so but anyway, I th- I think Washington's War is probably a better game as a as a two player game, but I, I I am enjoying Liberty or Death, but I think Washington War. Still beats it. Um, John, what are you what are you playing? Uh, so most Nick probably went over most of what what I've been playing lately. South Mountain last weekend. Uh, we've been doing PTO ASL. Uh, we also played that Last Chance for Victory scenario, uh, the one on the little card. The Peach Orchard. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Bitter Woods. We we played that in December uh, in celebration of the Bulge. And then, uh, just just alone myself, I uh, I read the rules for a game, an old Avalon Hill game called Submarine, and uh, I, I really dug it. And I had it all set up, ready to uh, start just tinkering around with it with some of the intro scenarios. And then I got second season football from uh, Play.com, and then that nice. that nice. took up like all my nice. all my own personal that's, gaming. That's the one I is want. that. Is that NFL? Yeah, it. So I got the like the season that I'm currently playing right is now. This is this a war game? N- no, it it's is. Just, no. It's, it's a gridiron it's, game. It's on the gridiron. It's yeah, it's, war on the gridiron. There's a there's opposing factions. <laughs> <laughs> just two, so you'll like it, Nick. But uh, so I love second season. Like I'm playing, I'm doing a playthrough of the 1957 season with their set. So there's the NFL. But then they also like did this thing where if the the AFL would have started in 1957, like maybe some of the players that could have been in it and the teams. So I'm like I'm doing like a full playthrough of both leagues, and then I figure I'll God, have them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I know many guys that were in the fucking NFL back then. Oh yeah, I don't either. So it's like it's all new to me and fresh, and I just I. I, I've really been enjoying it. Like I've I've played two weeks of the uh, the AFL season because they played like two more games than the the NFL, and so now I'm starting to play. Like my I'm in the I'm at the half of the uh, Washington Pittsburgh game, and it's it's nice. just very enjoyable. I love it. So, now it, now is it similar like to History Maker Baseball where you just kind of roll through and you can play both sides and just kind of you could literally just roll dice and get through the games. Yeah, and this this I think is even more, like this is even more solitaire friendly than uh, History Maker Baseball. Um, It's just like they like there's people who have made like charts where you can roll like before the play, and then it'll tell you the offense does this, the defense does this. You turn to that page in the book, then you roll, 
you go down, you look, see what quarter it is and see what the play is. And it just, it happens. I mean, I, I'm loving, I'm in debate because, you know, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. So I'm like debating like whether I actually call the plays for the Lions, but like all the other games, right. I'm just letting the, uh, the dice decide what they do. And I've had some, some really like, and it, it, it's, it's funny. Like I know Nick, I think everybody. Cause, basically cause his, history maker baseball has those little manager cards where you can, you could just roll the, the plays through, but you could, with the manager cards, you can influence certain moments and play certain cards out of your hand, basically. Yeah, they, they don't they don't have anything like that in second season. You you but you're basically like when you're on offense, you're either calling inside run, outside run, screen pass, short, medium, or long pass, and then the defense calls either run, safe, or blitz. And then you go to a certain page and you roll the dice. And then depending on the quarter, it tells you what happens. It like looks at a certain position, says, does this player at this position have this? If they don't, then you do this. Otherwise, you oh, do yeah, this. Yeah, and that's familiar. That's yeah, familiar yeah. It's, it's basically kind of like the if-then-else of uh, of History Maker Baseball. But it's it's just a blast. I, it, I just, I don't know. I, I could probably just sit there and play it. For what, hours, what a weird and not ever... season! What a weird season for it to come with. I mean, that seems very well, like. Well, old. no, I no, it doesn't come with that. It comes with so like if you just if all you buy is like the second season box, you get like the Super Bowl teams of I don't know what it was 20, 2016, 2015 yeah, yeah, pretty recent, right? or something. Yeah, you oh, only okay. get four okay. teams. So I okay. bought I bought the uh, the nineteen fifty seven season, and I think. I think I bought another one. I can't remember what it was. And then I also bought a Canadian season because it was cheap. And I was debating whether I should buy the the American version or the Canadian version. But then I just bought the American version. I thought, ah, I can just bring these Canadian players down and play if I want I to. I mean, does, does 57 come with Alex Karros? Is that where you were fired up? What, you wanted Webster's dad? Was that the... I, I, I've actually not actually looked at the, the Lions team. The only <laughs> the only teams I've looked at is the, like, their fake AFL teams and then the, the Washington and the Pittsburgh teams I play. And the only guy that I've known... Oh, shit. I can't... Hold on. I'm, I'm going to grab the card to like, tell you. Like, I might know some of the Packers. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, very few I know. Like I guess is Ditka even playing? I think that might even before Ditka. I don't uh, know. I I haven't yeah. gone through all the teams That's yet early. to even remember. You got to look so, at old Miller Lite commercials to figure you, out who some of these guys. You know, B mode's getting a boner. You guys talking uh-huh. about the Lions? Yeah, the old, my 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 Lions brother. John, have you played Pizza Box football? No, I I remember hearing okay. about it, and but I, I was I was tempted by it, but I never pulled the trigger back in the day. I and by, I, for the record, I'm bringing History Maker Baseball to the Swole nice, Con, so nice. nice. And, oh, and, and second no. season, it would be great. Like it, it's great playing solitaire. It's great playing like if you call like one side, and I think it would be great if you play a pose too, because it's like basically the defense would just decide which of the three defenses are they going to call, and then the offense just calls out, "Okay, I'm doing this to this player," and then you go. Yeah, I have Pizza Box football, and my my daughter actually really loves it. And so, I looking at second season, I'm like, fuck, it it looks so good, and it's and it's way more concrete than than Pizza Box, which is super abstracted. There's no teams really; you just kind of play the game. So she might actually dig second season. 
Yeah, I, I think I, the thing I love about play.com is the the aspect of the players where you're like, you're like, please let my right, guy not real. be, please let my not guy not suck in the field. You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> like when you look them up, you're like, I forget the terms they use, but they've got all these words, these keywords they use for the players like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I, I had, uh, I also own hockey blast, the, the, the hockey game. And I was in the middle of a 1992, 93 Red Wings replay. Fuck I'm, yeah. I'm like That's a quarter, sh- I'm a quarter of the way through. That and is enjoyable. That, but that one, you don't really have as much control. It's kind of like you set the lines, at least the way I play it. I mean, you could be really anal and whenever you get a power play, you could like change up your lines, but I just kind of say, okay, these are the lines that are going to roll. And can, can I also take this moment to mention that uh, Newcastle United defeated Manchester United <laughs> in the Premier League? So yes, very that's good. I hate Manchester United. Of course, I'm a Chelsea fan, so you probably hate it just as much. It was a great moment for my daughter because she got to watch. I went to grab a cup of coffee, and then Newcastle suddenly scored. And I'm like, holy shit, we're up 1-0. And then we had 40 minutes of nail-biting, waiting, please hold on, as they Manchester tried to score like 52 different times on Newcastle. We fought them off. I so used to love like the English Premier League because we had back back before we moved up to Michigan, we had uh, this. there was this like one program where like – People from like England, Ireland, Scotland would come over and you could like host them and they'd stay at your house and then your kids would be in this, uh, this, uh, like, right. like training kind of, kind of training right. thing or whatever. No, we have, we have it up and, here too. And, and so we had like a guy from England at one time and, and, and it was just, it was the greatest experience and um, like my wife and I used to just religiously watch like anytime either Chelsea or Liverpool were on, we would watch. And especially when they would play each other, we'd really get into it and stuff. But we kind of fallen by the wayside with that. But those were good times. Well, for Newcastle, it's huge because a couple of wins now can save Newcastle, basically. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're, they're out Thank of relegation. Thank God. Jesus Christ. So it was to get it against Manchester, that's kind of a game that was written off. So my daughter and I are sitting there watching and we're like – and she started to feel that tension where you're up one one zero against a team that clearly is better than you, and you're desperately counting every second of the clock. Oh yeah. And then you have then you have the stoppage time, and then you're going through all. The yeah, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Oh, it was great. I'm like, this is kind of part of soccer. Like that's part of the the thrill of it is when you have a lead and you're just desperately trying to hold on long enough to win the fucking yeah. game. Because I told her in the beginning, I'm like, if we come out of here with one point, we win. Like we just need to get a draw and to get three points out of that match was huge. Yeah, I, I so wish the NHL would switch to like the three points where a win's three and two and one because now it's just teams just play so tight just to yeah. make sure they get a point it gets a little boring yeah it's it's made hockey boring is, is nhl two for a win you get you get two for a win if you win in overtime you get two but the losing team gets one and if you win in a shootout you get two but the losing team gets one so there's like a lot yeah, of three, three to point one. games yeah three to one's the way to go that's that's the best and it's like my team is the worst offender of that in getting like the one point, the the Red Wings. But I just I hate the fucking shootout with a passion. I just I wish they would switch to three point three points for a win and be done with it. Yeah, like basically it's like soccer. It's only shootouts and tournaments, basically. So that's it. 
Yeah. But otherwise, it, just take the N- time. NHL overtime is, is the best in like the playoffs because they just play forever. That's that's the best, but they can't do that during the regular season. Dave, right, what are you playing? I am playing. Uh, I just got my copy of Molwitz and Chotositz. Chotositz from uh, Battles from the Age of Reason from Clash I'm temp- of Arms. I'm tempted by that. So uh, I, I'll, I'll do a quick review right now. Um, I also got a uh, Space Empire's Replicators. I haven't even nice. cracked that one open. Mm, I, I, guess, cut, I, I cut my order on that. I hope I don't regret and, it. And I get Great Battles of History: Conquest of Gaul. Uh, since I ordered the Boudica expansion, and there you go. everyone was making Speaking fun of, of me, everyone was making fun of me because Boudica required the Conquest of Gaul expansion, so I couldn't play it. So fuck you guys! I fucking got it on Geek Market. That's right. You, you could fuck watch back uh, some video last weekend and see Nick rail against something like that. Yeah, what? like the fact that they're doing expansions on games that are out of print is fucking annoying. Drove me fucking yeah, crazy. It's a little shitty. It doesn't so, make um, sense. I know it's it's bullshit, but whatever. But I got it; it's available, so I managed to grab it. So um, I, I did play some Battle of the Age of Reason, and if you guys want to uh, accommodate me for a second, I can probably talk about it real quick, not too long. We'll allow it. There oh my was God. there is a uh, there were some irritating aspects to the rules. Basically, Molwitz is the one that I played. It's two games in the scenario. There, it's it's really seems like a nice size scenario. Uh, for learning battles of the age of reason because uh, the battles are, are smaller so they're they're relatively like contained um, and Molwitz I believe was the battle where uh, the Prussian cavalry was crushed Frederick ran away from the battlefield like a like a bitch and then basically uh, the Prussian infantry then advanced and won the battle for him and later on he's like oh, what happened did we win okay yay I won but he was he was actually not there because he fled with his cavalry. Um, so, like I play Labatai, which is a similar game uh, from Clash of Arms. Uh, the games are very different though in how they're designed. I think uh, Labatai is a little bit easier to work through the rule sets and figure out what you need to find. Um, I thought the rules for uh, Battle of the Age of Reason are a little bit opaque when you're trying to read through them. And one of the annoying things was, like, when I'm moved, basically they have a, an infantry scenario that I practiced where I'm moving forward and it's opportunity fire. So as each unit moves forward, every unit that can see it gets the opportunity fire at it. So it seems like there's a lot of opportunity fire that can happen in the game. So if you have a line of infantry that's marching forward, as you move one unit up, it gets opportunity fired. Next hex, opportunity fire. Next hex, opportunity fire. Then the guy next, then you go back to the start position. When that guy moves up, opportunity fire, opportunity fire. It's like, well, it seems like the defenders are firing multiple times at the same moving, at different moving units where really you kind of assume that they would all be moving at the same time, right? Like if it's a line of Prussians marching forward, they all advance in line forward. So somebody in defense probably would be firing at the people in front of them, not other people that are moving Right. So, so, so basically, if my units are, are are designated A through Z, and your units are are one through four, and I'm marching up to you, as A moves, as I move that counter A, you fire the units that can fire every, every, the one through four units you fire. I'll do opportunity fire at the guys he's moving forward. Then I move B. 
one through four fire all at B as in each hex that he moves in. And then C, each hex. Well, if they're all moving in line, they wouldn't get a chance to fire at each of them individually. They would basically have to pick who they were shooting at. Is there some sort of modifier that is downturned that they've already been fired at or something? Well, I mean, so this this is what's also funny. So basically, opportunity fire is not as effective as regular fire. So, and they determine this because on the left side of the chart, it says is the uh, regular fire. And then the right side is the opportunity fire. That's what the rules say. But when you read the chart that's with the game, it's from 2005 and it's not, it doesn't have that. So when I'm looking at the chart, I'm like, the left side and the right side are the same. So I texted Mitch, and Mitch is like, oh, yeah, the guy from Clash of Arms threw those uh, charts in. They're from 2005. <laughs> so, wait, so they're not the right charts? <laughs> they're not the correct charts. Oh, fuck. Now, now when you, there, is a, there is a rule chart, like a pamphlet, like a four or five page little folder book that has the correct charts in it. But they fuck all that. But the, <laughs> see but that kind of shit. I'm like, nah, fuck. Yeah, fuck that. Exactly. I'm out. Don't fucking produce the game I, if you I'm got some shoddy shit with it. I kept. It, it took me like 45 what, minutes. What year the, is I'm it on right the, now? I'm like on the left side. Okay. How I'd be can disrupted. you not give I'm, everything you need to play? I'm like on the right a side. Fucking I'm game disrupted. like that. I kept. I kept looking back and so I texted Mitch. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at these fucking op fire rules, and I swear to God. The chart on the left is the same as the right. So why does Opfire say to look to the right? What's the difference? He goes, oh, yeah. And then I looked at it. I said, motherfucking 2005, dude. <laughs> I looked right at the chart. So. Uh, this is a compass game? No, this is Clash of Arms. Clash of, that's right. So, so, same difference. So the, ga- the game looks beautiful. Um, the other thing I don't like about the game is there's little things in the rules like when you roll the dice and you roll even, this other thing happens. But when you look on the chart, you don't see that in the charts. So there's no indication on the charts on a fire combat or whatever or a morale check that an even roll does something special. So if you're not really paying attention to this thick block of text in the paragraph, it's not bolded, it's not underlined. Somehow it being even is significant. So is so, that uh, kind of similar to like maybe a multiple hit in ASL or like a rate type thing? You roll a die and something happens, but then there's this other effect. Right. One of them is some. One, I I want to say, and I I basically just play tested a little bit, but I I want to say that one of them is like if you roll even, then you have to take a morale check or something like that, where you wouldn't have to if you didn't roll an even roll on your and it's two d ten, so it's like. But if you didn't see that rule as you're reading through, there's nothing on the, the fire chart that would tell you, hey, even roll, you got to take a morale check. You know, or, so uh, basically the game, the problem with the game is um, it basically requires a, a primer, a primer. I think in the U.S. we call this a primer. An aperitif. If I you like will. exactly as a primer. primer. An aperitif. Is it, a, is it I approve. Jason? Jason in the U.S. Do we call this a primer or is it a primer? I think we might say primer, but I think primer is probably the Brits, correct. The Brits say primer. So there's a full, fully published primer to explain the rules. Why didn't that come with the game? Oh, dude, because it's it's a full because book. the rules it's aren't full colors right. and, and it's slick. But it's like Who, if wait. you have to publish something like that, maybe you haven't done a great job of writing out the rules. Um, the other thing I don't like is I like the Revolutionary War battles a lot. They come with the game. 
uh, the system. The problem is they don't fight the same way that the regular, like traditional lace wars battles fight, like Seven Years' War and War of Austrian Succession, because there's a scale issue, I think, as far as some of the units being smaller. So, like, I have Mammoth, and I really think it looks cool, but there's a lot of little rule adjustments you have to make when you're going to play the Revolutionary War games because there is a scale adjustment when, when you're playing BAR. That being said, I think that uh, if you get taught this game by someone, it'll be fun. And I really do like it. I think it looks cool. It's a lot of fun. I'm just a little concerned, like I mentioned, that there is a lot of opportunity fire where I think it's weird that, that if five units are in line marching towards one unit, that one unit can fire at every single one of those five advancing units as they move up. Yeah, that's, that, that, that seems that, odd. Does to that me. slow the game down? I mean, it's like you know, like well, I, mean, I think so. I think yeah, so, I mean, you, obviously artillery, ASL artillery, is a different time frame, but like they it, make it, you mark like defensive fire and shit. In in this scale, uh, artillery units like like there's an Austrian line with six pound batteries in it, right? So infantry interspersed with six pound artillery pieces. So the artillery can shoot out. They can opportunity fire out to three hexes. So once you get to a hex, and then that's within that range, and then you leave it. So when you move from three to two, then the artillery can fire opportunity fire at you, and then you move from two to one, the infantry can then uh, fire at you. And the artillery can fire at you, but they have to fire separately. So then so, you move the guy next to him, and the same thing happens. So, Three so to two, Dave, two to one. My question is then, how do you attack effectively? What is the correct way to proceed with an attack if you want to break lines? You you move forward and, and take your poison. You pray. Yeah. They, ooh, I mean, ooh. I mean, I mean, which is which is traditional for the, that's, that's the time period, it. right? That's how they yeah. get it. They did right shoulder arms, and they they move forward. My I got problem a is though. They're all moving forward in line at the same time. They're not, even though you're physically moving the units individually, like you're moving counters, but the line is moving all together in the way the game's supposed to work. Right, right. So right. the units should not be able to fire individually at each unit as it moves forward in every hex. It should have to pick who it's going to shoot at because the idea is all the guys, even though physically, yeah, you have to, obviously you can't take a ruler and scoot all your guys forward at once. Or, like, okay, now or we're you, here. <laughs> you shoot you shoot one time and you're you're right, done. You, you right. gotta reload your muskets. But, so but I mean those are very primitive. It, yeah, guns. if if you like if you would add a house rule where it's like this guy can only fire once during all this, does that break the game? Yeah, I don't know. I mean and and again, this is a very beginning uh exploration for me because I've I've been interested in the system. Uh and when you take a look at their uh their gigantic chart for how different ch formation changes cost different things based on which way you earn. There's a whole sheet you have to look at. It, it can be a little overwhelming. So be honest, Dave, is it a turnoff? Uh, I, I think Molwitz is a good way to learn the game. Um, they have a, they, like I said, the, the scenario I played is just infantry and artillery initially, where basically the, the Prussian infantry is moving towards the Austrians. And we'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I love. Would Labatai. you rather play Labatai? I would, but but this is a different period, right? So this is diff These are different rules. So, uh, the this game works. It's a basically the way it works is you roll initiative for your leaders, and whoever wins uh, can then basically activate one of his commands, and then that command moves. So it's not a chip pull system, the way that Labatai is. 
So it's a mistake to assume that because these are both made by the same company, right. that they're similar. Right. Uh, there's a lot of great flavor rules that are rolled in. Like if you roll a, a zero on one of the results, something special can happen. Or uh, there's a lot there. So, so I, I I love the lace wars, and I don't know if anybody is doing it as well as uh, uh, Bar does it. And Mitch loves it, and so I kind of trust Mitch's instincts for these types of games. So right. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a nighttime game that we can do like a Mulwitz or or play out some of these smaller games when we take a break. So here was my thought on a uh, Dark Knight game was Circus Maximus. <sighs> yeah. I guess, but I'm going to be playing Molwitz, so... Uncle um, John, this is what I thought about. Or what about Gloomhaven? I thought somebody's going to try to be oh, Gloomhaven. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking play Gloomhaven. Do you have Gloomhaven? No! Who the fuck has Gloomhaven? Am Rex, I the only guy... Rex has Gloomhaven, I he's think, not bringing. He's not going to bring it. He's flying in. God damn it. You send me $100, I'll buy Gloomhaven and bring it. <laughs> so that so, sounds like a great deal so, for me. That sounds awesome. So here's a newbie question. Or so, just ship it to me and I'll bring it. So here's a here's a con the, newbie question. So the, should the I sh- just assume that like, you know, are the main game we're playing that like morning, afternoon, and then like evenings well, then we're, we're just no, gonna no, goof no. off and do we, other we stuff? Got, or? We got side games. Yeah, so basically what we're gonna do is we got it's gonna be you're gonna get there in the morning. Where you're gonna play, we'll get some lunch, then we'll play in the afternoon. We go eat dinner, and then uh, then we're gonna do other shit in the evening. All right, because I because I started time. I like I I started talking to Ty about Renegade Legion, and then he said something. And we started getting more into it, and I was like, oh shit! Well, I don't know. I don't know how late I'm gonna actually be playing uh, LOB and shit. Generally, after dinner, we're done. Then we'll go do something else. All right. Because otherwise you'll get burned out. And plus you're going to be fucking drunk, dude. So Yeah, plus you get drunk. That's yeah. crazy. So how can you lunch? play BAR at that time? Well, after, yeah, that's because my... it's, it's not that hard. My I'm goal just... my goal at this. Jason, you're coming now, right? I am coming. Jack oh, talked me into okay. this. Somehow Fuck yes. fucking new guy Jack talked me into this dude, thing. Dude, Jack, Jack is the best. But then he's like, hey, let's play Second Fleet. And now he's back in this other bullshit game. Well, okay. you can, you so can talk Jason, him back. Jason, you can I want back. you to talk to me right now because you and I are going to play a little game called TNT, Triumph and Tragedy. Okay. Oh. Are I we going to do this? No, I got bumped out of this game at AACCon. And, and we, we could throw Dave or Uncle John in there and we could have a, an absolute blast. Dave, okay. Maybe we can be two Dave, minds of the Dave same was my side. He, he told Campbell the entire game, don't trust Nick. Yeah, Nick, Nick tried to get me as drunk as he could, and I was still like, don't fucking trust him, dude. He's fighting to betray you. That's pretty good advice. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to play Triumph and Tragic. Is I'm this in. blocks? Blocks? Wait, Easy. hold on. Wait, I, I hold like on. Blocks. Easy I like drinking. What, what about that game with the people from all the different ages that have, like... Oh, little... fuck that game. No, we're not playing that game. That's not allowed. What about that? Nick's got the first edition. Jason, I think, maybe have the second edition. Oh, Duel, of, Duel, Duel of Ages. Duel of Ages. Oh, yes. No, that's, that's AACCon exclusive. Oh, oh, man. I do enjoy that game. You can play Ron Jeremy with a butt plug uh-huh. and a laser uh-huh. pistol. On a Vespa. <laughs> That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, and he has pet raptors. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah. Or you could just listen to our Gamma World RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's exactly the same thing. 
which Dave you're enjoying. So you should play Duel of Ages. Ah, hey, did Jesus. you guys ever finish up the Westies Traveler? Like I I listened to an episode which I think was the last one available the other day, and it didn't seem like it was done. Well, you should probably talk to Duck about that. Duck can explain what's going on with that. Duck. Yeah, um, I've asked about that, and he gets kind of sketchy when I ask about it. So I think there's some shenanigans going on. So there, there is no episode I missed. It's just not – it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, probably talk to Duck. Duck can probably explain it to you. <laughs> so I think what happened is the outcome wasn't – necessarily what everyone wanted so it didn't actually happen it's oh so the, somebody got drunk in, as shit TPK. and they didn't want to be exposed to the world in the, in, in the geek community we would call it a retcon uncle john can you please go back and delete all of our videos from last weekend no 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 they, we've already archived you, them all you want me to do that right now i'll, I'll do it yeah please we've do it don't you I know don't that... want anybody to see me going to the gas e station. E <laughs> <laughs> I the, the best part was the end when you fell. I love that. I wish I, I could have that little like like two second part in something. I I watched I watched so long. Uh, oh my god, that that was such a long link, Jason. I could barely <laughs> talk. I watched for so long to see where Nick fell. I could not find the part where Nick fell. I the I watched that for the first time today, and I like I laughed out loud. It just cracked me up, and I had to like go back like five <laughs> seconds just to watch it again. Was it at the end when you guys were leaving? So, no, so, we were on our way back, and like we were going down this hill, and the last thing you see is Nick put his hand on my back, which I think I almost think he meant to like push me down the hill, but then I think he slipped and was like, okay. <laughs> so so we're talking, and I see like a nail polish salon, and then I start talking about like I remember being right there. I'm like, oh, Dean Essick would be like, oh, this is a maybe two elevation change, and then I walk down a hill and literally. About crack my skull open on some rocks. <laughs> I'm sure ASL has a rule for that. Dave, did you watch all those videos? That's so that's so embarrassing. No, I I tried to watch because uh, uh, Alex from uh, Australia was like, "Oh, it's the best." So I was trying to watch where you fell. I didn't see it because at the I'm, very I'm, end. I'm I'm normally the one who that humiliates myself on the internet. So I if I have an opportunity to watch anybody else do it, I want to see it. I will tell you right now, if you're in the guild, that I'm gonna probably start no, cutting Uncle dude, John off on his live vids. No, no one, no one can see it unless they're in the 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 uh, uh, the panic, panic, panic room. room. And I trust fine. all. And though I love all those people, obviously, but no, we've had this before. Yeah, but if, we, if anybody, we need to cut down. If anybody ever fucking shares anything out of it, they're out. Yeah, you and we, never. I've, and I've done yeah, that before. I will yeah, them to the kill you. Exactly. I've kicked guys out. I will literally fucking kill you. No, I've, I've kicked guys out because they uh, they shared or like tried to talk about stuff uh, outside of the panic room. So that's our privacy. Yeah, Canadian we... Canadians have been removed. We yeah. lost Canadians. Based on that. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, but Nick, those New Zealanders, well, they love. But will it. they, they be missed? More. No, they won't be. And missed. they're they're the, these these particular Canadians oh. will not be missed. Nick, you need to watch those because that is like penance for what we've done. And it is like, it's like half total embarrassing about why, why am I like this? And then it's half where you're <laughs> kind of like, oh, that's kind of entertaining. But overall, it's like, God, I'm but, an idiot. But really, John, what about the joy you give to so many other people by doing it? 
That's it, what keeps us doing the I podcast. I think that's half the problem. That's I think literally we, the only reason we, we still were, do this. We thing. were do, cognizant do, of we need to entertain the guild, and Jay, I think that made us drink more. Jason and I are both intelligent professionals who have happy family <laughs> lives. Well, like, that's your why, opinion. Why would we do this fucking podcast? Like, what would yeah. be the rationale? We do, do we need this? Are we getting something from this? Jason, have we made millions of dollars from no. doing this podcast? No. It's, it's for the, the $1,200 and 400 degenerates that that whatever engage with this bullshit yeah right so so don't be so selfish john share some of your life experiences now, with your there, buildings there you guys Un- go unclench. again you're putting that itch see, in the see, back of my yep, head again and, oh and my here's god what happens you guys make us feel good about those videos that's right no, they're great. yeah they're we great. should not feel good about those videos no they're great no they're, they're great. exactly they're what they need to be you should feel good about them that that feeling you have back in back in the back of your neck, you know what that is? That's pride. Fuck pride. <laughs> no, that's embarrassment. <laughs> I'm always like I'm watching. It's like this isn't so bad, and then I say like something incredibly stupid, and I'm like, oh my god. All, all, I, the all key is, I remember wait till, is wait. being pissed about how how large he kept telling me his cock was, and. I didn't want to have to refute that. Yes, wow. that was wow. bad. So basically, when you guys meet other guys who've watched it and they tell you how funny they thought it was, then you'll you'll realize how good it is. So you're fine. It's in the panic room. It's you're safe. That makes it, me feel a little bit better. It's really just a cry for help. Yeah, and we're going to ignore that cry. We're we're feeding it. Hey, so uh, so what do we got? We got reviews. What are we doing? What's next? I think John's up? up. Nick That's and I will. We'll, okay, we'll, uh, we'll, okay, yeah, real Jason quick. Jason and I are going to do a dual review. Okay, we'll clean up hit. Before we do that, let me go over real quick. I'm going to go over real quick what we got on the. Uh, Jesus. Did we want to talk about Swolcon? That was on the agenda. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So let's get back. Aren't there stories? Dave, oh, so, Dave, so let's, here's, Dave, here let's get back to the outline. I'm, I'm right here. Go back Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Did I hear there's an outline? We need to, we need to I, get that's right. I'm a little appalled <laughs> here. No, I'm, I'm in my earpiece. I'm getting a call from our producer. we got to get back. Um, okay. So, this is some bullshit. Shut up, so, Doug. Quick talking in his ear. So right now it looks like the games that are going to be going on. we got about 16 guys, I think, that are going to uh, Swolcon. And uh, we're going to be playing this terrible sound. It should be 20, right? I don't know. Who whatever. knows? 16, 20. Mitch, Mitch is supposed to be running this fucking spreadsheet, but whatever. Sorry. Hey. I'm, I'm struggling to clap and hold the space bar down at the So, so do we need to reserve a table for the evening for just like little shit games, or what do we do? Well, well Mitch, I'm expecting Mitch to at least have the cognizance of mind to have some side tables going on. So, no. so okay. It's this terrible sound. Epic of the Peloponnesian. And War in the Pacific by SPI. And Second Fleet. Second Fleet. E- not, e- not even colored, if it's just me and Ty. Second not, Fleet's awesome. Well, well, not colored in green, which makes second, me think it's not. You guys it's need to color the game in green it's, then. It's not an official Apparently, game. according to the rules of the spreadsheet. Check again. So it says Jason and Ty, because Jack has ditched you and jumped. First, well, Fuck Jack yeah, is a little Jack. bitch. He's a little butterfly. First, he was on uh, OCS. <laughs> I don't know if Jack knows how spreadsheets work because he's listed for his primary game so. for every terrible. Sound, I'm gonna go put my name on every game. Fleet. Yeah, Jack, your plan 
L-O-B. So that's where we're at. I don't want to be alone with Nick on the the union side. We have to talk about this. We might not be alone. We'll discuss. We'll discuss further. I don't want to control you. You're not. Any questions? No. Nope. (laughs) What does it mean if my pee is green? You're doing great. Keep going. You, you got Drive too on. much uranium in your diet. Drink see, water. See a doctor before you have sex with your wife. That would be my advice. <laughs> Done. I do love that Clay, Stone, and B-Mode are playing the game together, even though they play a game together literally every week. Well, yeah, that's they, they don't what get, we're they doing. They don't get to see each other very often. No, they, they see each other more than we do, Dave. So we have, and, and oh. we're not playing a game. <laughs> Yeah, but we could we could play a game. We, we can't play a game. All right, let's, Jason. We got to throw up a T, and we're definitely playing Triumph and Tragedy one of those nights. Okay, I'm I'm in. Yeah, and, and I'm going to print the rules at work on Monday. And can oh, can Dave and I be hive mind? John, it's casual, right? So we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Basically, great. That's good. I you don't guys like can to play have baseball. To, I don't like, like to have to. If you guys are both wearing thongs, then you guys can go do your thing. We'll go do our thing. Exactly. And by thongs, you mean flip-flops, right? Yeah, exactly. The flip-flop, flippy-floppies, crocs, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> God, I wish we could play Duel of Ages. Oh, um, there's a con in October that has Duel of Ages. Dar, I can't go there. I've never played it at that at that con, but I would like to. So, so basically... Uh, j- John, you're obsessed with playing some kind of interdimensional game, yet you won't drive more than four states. So that's that's weird. <laughs> correct, correct. I, no, he's I not disbelieve he's that the, God, God I disbelieve that the common <laughs> man can it's move odd. through the air. It seems strange. <laughs> it can't be that long of a drive, right? Uh, we're going to be putting six hours into St. Louis, which is no big deal. I drive fast. But what about to Dallas? Dallas. Ooh, well, that's a plane ride. That's against his morals. Yeah, that's too long. He's a nihilist. Exactly. I'm aspiring. I mean, obviously. He's an aspiring nihilist. Well, the good news is that that... the St. Louis con is probably going to continue for a long time. So that will always be there. Well, that sucks. I'm going to have to spend more money every year. This might might be it for me. You know, who knows? John, I might might put Duel of Ages in the bag just in case. I love you, Jason. I'm in. (laughs) We can blow shit up. Last right. year's oh, oh, the AAC shit up. Con I, Duel okay. of Ages game was bananas. Duel of Ages needs to be played with it, the right people. And that's literally the guild. Was was Napoleon riding a tricycle? No, but it was whatever the financier <laughs> from the American Revolution had a mortar tube and killed um, all of my team. Wasn't that Sam's character? You know, I I played a game against Nick and his cousin where I had like two other guys on my team and they absolutely sucked and we ended up losing in the end. But the highlight of the game was my I had a character who was a football player who could throw a knife because of his football skills all the way across the board and like killed one of their (laughs) characters. And it was just the highlight. I didn't care that I lost. You would do something like that. Yeah. And on that note, are we ready for the reviews phase? Reviews. (laughs) I I think it's John's turn. 
are, are there are we skipping the stories phase? Oh no, no. John, John, tell stories. It's garbage Absolutely. time. There's always stories. I don't I, I don't know if my story is that great. Should you tell but, a story? Tell a but, story. Well, earlier this week, um, I think it was it was Tuesday. So a little four four story to it. Um all of a sudden, like a month ago, the uh the, the smoke detector in our bedroom started like beeping like constantly very loud oh my god it's just like one of my stories that's what it reminded me of so it was like i go up to it and like and i and i realized like holy shit like these have never been like replaced since like the house was built and i looking it up it's like oh you're supposed to replace those every like 10 years and it's like oh shit this is like 20 20 years old so i probably should go get a new one and uh, these are like hardwired into the house, you know, with the supposed thing that like, well, if the oh, yeah. power goes out, they'll nope. still detect yep. the smoke and all that yep. shit. So I did a little research and I found like, oh, I can, I can buy this type and I can, and then I can buy this little adapter thing that I can plug into it that allows me to plug into the existing wiring. So I did that and shit, the lights came on. I was like very happy. It's like, cause I'm, I'm basically like a shit handyman around the house. And, uh, you know, I was proud of myself, beat my chest a bit. So then come upon Tuesday morning at like five fifteen, and all of a sudden the fuck that fucking fire alarm is like going off and I pop out of bed. And like my, my first thought is like, God, that alarm is loud. And I'm trying to turn my alarm off, but the alarm doesn't stop. And then I realize, oh, fuck, the fire alarm is going off. So so then that, like, small part of my brain that's actually mature says, I need to think about, like, there's a fire in the house. And then I realize, wait, the alarm clock is off, has no power. So there must be some reason with the power that this thing's going off. So this fucking thing that's wired into the house just decides to go off because the power is out. I would think like a smart alarm would just wait until there's actually a fire if it has no power to it because it's got a battery to go off. So I like, I tell like the, my wife to go tell my, my youngest to tell her like, it's okay. It's just, the power's out and I run down and get the step ladder. And You're like, it's just the smoke alarm that dad yeah, fixed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I run down and bring up the fucking uh, ladder and I get up there and I tear that thing out. So it shuts the fuck up. So it's like, I'm going to have to like figure out like, what the fuck? It's like the thing shouldn't be like going off just because the power's out. It didn't do that previously. And then I've got all these other smoke alarms that are over 10 years old that I need to replace. Just, Pain in the ass. Not much of a story, but it woke me up and just basically ruined my Tuesday. <laughs> Have you thought about sleeping outside of your house and just letting the alarms go off? Wait, what? that was the story? I, I tell you, you just woke I, up in the I middle tell of the you night? what, I am gl- so glad it didn't happen last weekend when I wasn't home and I was totally drunk at Nick's. That would have been problematic. Hold up. Don't you put being drunk at my house as a bad situation. 
Okay, yeah, because then you're having to explain like secondhand to your wife. You're like, well, did you try to do this? And she's like, yeah, I fucking did that. Like this. <laughs> well, no, I'd have to explain like, well, I can't really drive home right now because I'm like blasted out of my mind because I've been drunk for two days. And then like, you know, get the ladder out and beat the thing so it quits making noise. It, I, it, I will it would say be a when problem. Uncle John woke up Sunday morning, I... He he got a solid twelve hours of sleep. He he looked like a zombie, and That's he wouldn't good. he wouldn't like uh, he wasn't receiving my calls to him. I'd be like, "Hey, do you want to watch this show?" And he would just give me like a a shoulder shrug. I wasn't even getting verbal answers at that point. I just started like feeling somewhat okay yesterday, and then like <laughs> like my I'm still like under a haze of brain deadness today. It's it's horrible. I, I might have to be on a strict water diet at Donkey Kong. What? That's we'll ridiculous. be we'll be sober. Nope. We'll be sober at Donkey Kong, I think is the plan. That that that's not that's possible. a good that's a good plan. Good you, you know, and I've even I've even got the Monday off, but I if if I like try to duplicate last weekend there, I it's no, not no, enough. No, 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 no. See here's I, the thing. I when expect, you and I, are I, together, I, I expect John to be driving down with a road pop. All packaged up and ready to go. <laughs> See, when Uncle John and I are together, that's a different situation. Because especially when we're at my house, we're in we're in an enclosed environment that allows we're like drinking heavily. Yeah, and like the drinking doesn't stop because we don't have mature adults here to, like, say you guys. So, should probably so not we're coming on you guys to be mature adults. But I thought Nick's girlfriend was there to watch. She, well, she was she, there, but she didn't moderate. But she I was didn't disappointed. moderate. She she lets it go. That's she, why it, I love her. Now, quick question. No, hold on, hold on. Is, is well, she, that was is, a strong word. I just whoa, whoa, said. Whoa, yeah, that's whoa, right. whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is that real? That's why I like her a lot. Wow. Oh it, my. It, is she is she an anthropology major? AAC. No, she's a nurse, so she could like fix my wounds if I fall <laughs> on my face and such. Is it possible she might be studying you guys in your natural environment? Dave, she's not like Dave, you guys. Dave, we don't need to get into this. <laughs> you already let that this, out of the bag earlier. This is our secret. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I no, hate it's, you guys. It's it's not us. It's them. <laughs> They're doing it. They're studying. <laughs> They're studying themselves. Yeah, I think you need to read her journal. You'll be fine. That, that's you, all should, you, do, Nick. you should get her. You should pay for her to come down and she can like. Move around the crowd, make sure we're still alive. If she came, if I invited her to Donkey Kong, I guarantee you she would come. And I bet you she would sit there and be, like, interested in the games. Because I told her, I said... Oh, my God. You're so far gone and so pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, potentially. Let's just back back it off, Nick. Back it off a step. All right. If if I want to hang out with somebody's girlfriend, I'll hang out with my own wife at a fucking gaming convention. Okay, <laughs> I I think that little slip he had earlier might have been real. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I fucked up. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, hey Nick, can you send me Katie's uh, text number? Right. Hold on, don't use her real name. And now hey. we have a name. Can you send me Ivanka's real text number? No, basically what we'll do, Nick, is we're going to send her a copy of the podcast, and then we'll say, go to this minute mark, and you're going to be really surprised. She's already going to fucking listen to it, because she knows that I'm a gamer, she knows what I'm into, she's going to listen. She likes gaming. Um, Nick has the power. He can, like, just not let her listen to it, but you know he's going to let her. Hold on. We were using code names. 
Nick's not on the podcast. We're using oh, code names. Bartholomew. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Dear God, Uncle John, give me. I'm. What is my? Oh my. Some people just don't respect. The Small guilt. daddy. No, big daddy. Oh, that's what I call myself because you call yourself daddy just to annoy no, you. Nick, Nick, it's okay that you love your girlfriend. That's fine. You're in love. You're in love with your girlfriend. That we're fine with that. Hold on. Joke. Don't don't you put this on me, Ricky Bobby. No, no I think you said it out loud. <laughs> Well, that was in the spur of the moment. I, I reneged. We That's really fine. appreciate that because, you know, we have no love for our wives, so it's it's just something different. Oh, hey, Monica, if you're listening, John is on his own on that one. I'm not backing <laughs> that one up. <laughs> nah, seriously. Man, my wife got glasses recently. Holy cow. It's like... Lisa Loeb? Lisa Loeb? <laughs> Holy yeah, they're like black, black frame plastic nice. glasses. Nice. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like we're role-playing. Nice, I like it. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's like nice. a like a sexy Quit it. You're librarian. Getting moist. Exactly, sexy librarian. It's very oh, yeah. nice. All right, Big I fan. admit it. Big I love fan. my wife too. No, too late. Too late. You're already in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll never let her listen to this. As the Aussies would say, my wife is hot. At, is hot as. Okay, hold on. Can I bring something up about these Aussies? Are they not the dirtiest people I've ever heard in conversation? Uh, are you referencing ever? the fappening, young Nick? There. You know what? The fappening, I wish I was more involved in at the time when it happened because I I got none of them pictures. I feel like I was left out in the is, cold. Is, 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 is this they're, that they're like chat room thing that I'm not <laughs> in? Just, yeah. The slack. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm not the in fappening, that. The fappening was a real thing. Yeah, it's still out there. You can still find all those pictures. They're still well, there. Well, am I going to get like some horrendous freaking viruses on my computer for downloading uh, <laughs> no. Jennifer Lawrence's boobs? It depends. No. Not these ones. Not what these is this ones. Slack? Some, <laughs> someone send me this Slack. I need to be on the Slack. I think there's a link on the guild that you can get onto. Well, uh, I need enough what? that I have to talk to Dave, people at work what? on chat. Hold on. If Dave can't even fucking look at the official geek list for the games that are going to be oh, played oh, at the Oh, I'm con. sorry. I'm sorry. Are we talking about the one that Mitch deleted? Is that the one you're talking <laughs> What are you about? talking about? I sent you the link to it. It's not deleted. Uh, it's not on the it's not on the guild anymore. It was only ever in the Donkey Kong thread. No. No, no, no. Mitch had it posted on the guild and Mitch, I believe, removed it to put people on the X. You, file. you know what? Mitch is the most mature of any of us talking right now. You know what? I so don't. I, I don't think, think you're gonna I don't be. Think, I don't think you guys can handle Slack. So I think maybe you guys need to just. You'll be fine. Oh, so you're disinviting us to Slack? That's right. We're not going to let you be on. Slack. I can hardly <laughs> handle email. <laughs> right, so fuck you your know. Slack. <laughs> I don't even want to be on Slack. I. You know what? I can get drunk enough and. Live post. I'm a, I'm a slacker to begin with. I don't think I need more slack. Oh my god, we should play that game with slack, Nick. Oh, bring Shay Geek to the con. I don't have it. That's Eric's. We'll steal it. Well, Nick, I, I just want to say this is the first time that we've ever had a guest host on, on one of our podcasts tell his girlfriend that he loves her. So I think it's important. <laughs> like, let's not cheapen it. I we need to good. bronze this episode. I think it's good. Okay, well, let's 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 pull it's that back. Let's pull the No, it's good. I think you're good. <laughs> Continuing the Jason. Yeah, you're fine. You, you said in in and <laughs> what do they say? In wine is truth, right? So you're fine. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm I'm now drinking 
a uh, Dark Truth Imperial Stout by Boulevard. Oh, and don't, so don't, fitting. Don't cheapen it, Nick. Come and on. I'll tell you what. Don't cheapen it's, it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not a stout man. I'm, a, I'm an IPA man. Okay, so we got a review if somebody wants to do. Are you guys going to do a joint Nick, review? Nick, let's go. Let's Nick, hold and, hands. Nick and Jason can yeah. do this. Yeah, Jason let's and do I this. will do it. And, and try not to, try not to blurt out during the review that you love Jason. Okay, can you do that? No, Nick, that's Nick, that's already implied. Nick, <laughs> Nick, look at me in the eyes. I love you, Jason. Hold on, I'm looking at the mumble screen, and I'm this, looking. Mm-hmm. At you like a voice that's What's actually, going on? There's a lot of is, keyboard okay. pounding there. <laughs> Chicken nuggets, and I love you. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do the review. And let's D- keep and our fingers firmly pressed down on our push-to-talk button. <clears throat> Enemy coast ahead, do a little raid. Nick, go. You want me to start, Jason? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, do a little raid. Enemy Coast Ahead, Enemy Coast Ahead Doolittle Raid is a game that I actually won at the con, which was super sweet. And and by the way, we had awesome gifts at our con. Thank you, GMT. Right. Really good gifts. Not the la- like last con where we got the ones that wouldn't sell, the games that didn't sell. We got the really good ones this time. Thank you also, GMT. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for this time, not the last time. That was man. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I was one of the first people picked, I think, and I had a lot of choices, and I chose the Enemy Coast Ahead Doolittle Raid, and mostly because it's solo, and I like playing solo games. Normally, you're the last person picked. <laughs> Good one. Anyways, so, hold on. I need to uh, figure out how to... <laughs> Why, when we start talking about the game we want to play, they all leave? Let's take a break. I need more tequila. Hey, you go get some tequila. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait till the class we'll is wait. paying attention. We'll wait. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We're not. We're not going to be undermined by these bad. That's right. Fucking Dave. Okay. They're going ha- to have our full perspective. That's right. Tequila time. Are you still there now? I'm here. So I'm going to drop a little a little AAC knowledge because I, I had a conversation in my head as I was pouring this tequila. At the first AAC con, we all went out and had wings at the wings place. Oh, yes. At the, at the shittier hotel that had the better restaurants around it. And I got wings and I was sitting with uh, Matt and Nick and I can't uh, – Swedish Nick. Um, and I can't remember dime who else bag. was dying bag. Um, and I was going to eat another wing and I was probably full already. And I said, this is the bite that I'm going to regret later. <laughs> and he said, you know, you can stop eating, right? You can be done. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I could. I don't have to eat all of this food on my plate. And this pour of tequila is the one that's going to make me hungover tomorrow. It's it's the one that is going to push one. you over the edge. But I still poured it, and I'm still going to drink it. But I did think about Nick's sage advice. But I'm you know what, Jason? Anyway. I love you for pouring that next pour. <laughs> that's what we do, right? This is what we do. 
<laughs> we, we enjoy ourselves and this is why I have such an infatuation for these people that I hang out with randomly in yeah. Dallas. These weirdos. So how are we going to uh, – my problem is I can't scroll by holding down the uh, space bar button to push to talk and look at the game. So I'm going to have to do this all off memory. That's fair. I, I played it one time all the way through the entire game. You fill in the gaps with uh, – Color commentary? Got. Yeah. Sure. It, and, and it was – I really enjoyed it. So we'll wait till these other – Douchers are here. Oh, Looks like John's back. John Dave, are you said, back? John said, tickle Nick's nuts. Yeah, he would like to do that. What a cock bastard. Jason, did you see our videos from last weekend? I don't I do not do Facebook. Oh. Unfortunately. Thank God. Thank, God. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. You're better off for that. Uh, yes. Um, and I almost... Talked about something, but I shouldn't. So I'll just leave it as yeah. I don't. I don't do Facebook. Hey, you can talk. This is a this is a talking forum. Uh, we won't let judge me just, here. Let me just say, work has been sensitive recently, and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, understandable. Yeah. Hey, I am pretty psyched that you're coming to the con though here me in too. Uh, in St. Louis. Me that too. was that was awesome. I get to meet my two heroes. That's awesome. I know. I I I will hug. I might pat. I'm I am a patter. Jason's, but I love a hug. Jason's a Jason's a patter. I think he's patted my back once. I'm sure. At yeah, least, at least yeah. once. I don't pat. I just hug. Dave hugs when he's drunk. If he's sober, I, he's a little I'll, bit of a prick. I'll no, just stand. It, it was weird hugging Nick. I felt like I was hugging my homecoming, like the tall homecoming girl. Like, so we like I'm like literally my my head is against your chest. So it's like oh, like, I'm so glad like, you shared that. Are you no, talking about me or the no sweet? sweet? I'm talking about sweet. Oh, yeah. bummer. Because because sweet is so tall. He's so tall. I feel like I'm like a a, a, a freshman taking a junior girl to the prom. I feel like we need to we need to hammer down some names here. Am I Nick or am I Lieutenant Hoplite? Either one. You're either one. But I get so confused. No, you know your name. <laughs> so you're fine. I don't think you should get confused. Hey, have you guys done a review or what? No, we're waiting so on waiting you. For you. Okay, cool, cool. I'm back. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, the Enemy Coast Ahead Duel Rate. So this is a solitaire game. That's produced by GMT. I think this came out maybe what half a year ago, maybe. Yeah, about six months ago. Yeah. Yep. And the game is push to talk, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not we, seeing. We your lost mouth. you. We got to see your mouth. What, what, what was the other one? The Dam Busters. Dam Buster. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry. So I have to remember Bam. to hold this little key down. That's right. When I want to talk, but. uh it's a very interesting game. It's so this really intrigued me because I feel like the Doolittle Raid was something that I thought was killer. I, that would make a killer solo game, and I was not unimpressed. Uh, so what you do is basically there are four phases as a player. You're playing the game. Obviously, it's a solo game. But you have four turns. You don't feel like you're playing the game. You feel like you're making decisions the entire time. 
Um, so in the first phase, you get to choose like how much involvement you want to have with the Chinese government. So like, hey, and you're you're talking about the campaign game here. Yes. So yep. so I so yep. what I played was the campaign game. And when the game shows up to you, it gives you the rules, it gives you the player aid, and then it also gives you, like... These, There's, like, 70 player aids. Yeah, these little pamphlets, and it basically says, like, play the game, run no, off the, these, the rules off literally say, aids. play the game, and reference the rules. So what I did... Which is nice. Was, so I'm a, I'm a campaign guy. I'm not going to play a scenario. I'm going to play the game, right? So I didn't do a lot of technical research into the rules or anything, and I just kind of went off these player aids and kind of did what they told me and started playing the game. So the first player aid, I unfortunately, Uncle John has the game right now because I enjoyed it so much I gave it to him to see if he could beat my what I got. So I can't talk about what I have in front of me. But... Uh, the first phase is basically you plan like your rates. So you have, you're in the States, you are the guy that's planning this raid. You pick, how do you outfit your bombers? Do you want to sacrifice fuel for heavier armaments? Do you want to sacrifice, um, you know, having navigation systems for something else that you could take on board? Maybe something like a, uh, extra bombing rack or something like that and it's all give and take everything is a it's it's an opportunity cost that you're going to be taking against something else later in the game and the way i played it is i had no clue how any of this was going to impact the later game so i made all these decisions up front did all of my decisions outfitted my crew historically you know i thought oh maybe they ran out of fuel because i've seen that movie with Pearl Harbor, I've had Alec Baldwin in it, and uh, Josh Hartnett, and Ben Affleck. Oh, they ran out of fuel, so... Kate Beckinsale. Oh, God, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale was in there. I'm, I'm so so, so, you basically spend all this time, you influence other nations, and I'm, I'm going to do a terrible job at this, because I don't have it in front of me, but... Uh, you spend basically, you have an allocation of points or, you know, economic resources that you can use. You're limited to what you can do. You have to make decisions. Do you want to land in China? Do you want to land in Russia? Do you want to influence the fleet of the United States to be involved in this from the early onset so that you have good, like, carrier support going towards this? You have a lot of decisions to make in this space, and it's all based on where you put certain things. It's a lot of die rolls, but at the same time, the decisions you make in this first phase really impact what happens in the later game, which I thought was really cool. You can do things to your planes. You can outfit them the way you want, and it could really matter in the later game, or it could not matter at all, because the next phase is your naval turns so you outfit your fleet in my game i outfitted my fleet i think i wanted like 18 planes to be taken off from the carriers well guess what we got to california and like two of them bitches just were wrecked because some dumbass millennial operator 
couldn't take the planes from land to carrier, so they were just destroyed. So my fleet sets out to sail, right? So you roll for a couple different things. You roll for weather, you roll for encounters. You'll encounter, if you're really unlucky, you'll encounter like Japanese submarines close to the American coast, and that ruins your secrecy. The game runs on currency. The currency is secrecy. Secrecy. So all those decisions you made in the first part of the game had like a secrecy trade-off that you're going to be rolling for later on. And you roll against your secrecy level. So you could choose to keep your pilots in base or you could choose to inform them of their mission. If they know their mission, they're going to be more able to complete the mission. But you're also going to lose secrecy because they might tell their wives. You have like MPs that you could station within the barracks that keep the secrecy low. There's trade-offs galore. In the naval phase, a lot of that is based on where you put your task force link up and how will you roll the dice. So you have to basically place a position where you want your task force to be at a certain level and you have to have a goal to get them there. What I did in my game was totally failed that. Submarines, weather, everything screwed me to the maximum. I got... Mumble's hard. It's hard to push. <laughs> we pushing? Are mm -hmm. you guys... Can you guys still hear me? We got you. Lima, Charlie. Am I just rambling? No, you're well, good. Yeah, I, I, you kind of dropped for me a little bit, but... Do I keep I think that might have been your internet. No, you're I, good. I yeah. kept, I've, I've been hearing him. Yeah. So, so the cool thing is you do your, your like kind of phase where nothing happens. Then you go to your naval phase. Everything can fucking die in your naval phase. If you don't do it correctly, you need to get to a certain point. You need to get to your launch point and you have a little map in front of you that is full of sectors that you move into every one of those sectors. Something bad can happen. You roll die. But you also make decisions in those hexes on how you react to things. You could get mm -hmm. bombed. You could have a task for force link up. There, like there's another task force that needs to link up with you to like strengthen and bolster you to get you to the objective so that you don't sink. In my game that I played, I was never attacked by Japanese planes. My killer wow was, was the weather it was always weather weather so fuck me <laughs> i could not and like you can choose to you have a few fuelers so like you can flip your fuel over and like you can move that turn but then it takes you i don't remember it it, it there's an opportunity cost to like refueling your fuelers and I struggled in the naval phase to go from, so picture like a board from right to left of like cross sections of a board with like different like weather zones and like detection zones. So in the first zone, you're close to California and Hawaii. That's nice and easy. You go to the next zone, you're getting a little bit tougher. You go to the next zone, that's a little bit tougher. You go to the next zone, your detection's going to be high. And if your weather sucks, it sucks. So the detection never really bothered me because my main 
part of playing the early game was keeping my secrecy low. I didn't do shit to my planes that got people didn't talk about the the raid before when I did it. So I kept secrecy low. But we got to the very end of the naval map. It was the last game turn. I barely got there. And I had to make what is called an emergency raid. This is not what you want to do. So instead of launching my planes normally that you would do in the naval turn, I had to do an emergency launch, which adds terrible modifiers. So I launched two planes off. They go good. My second launch is Doolittle and another plane. So I launch Doolittle and another plane. I roll a die. That second sortie of Doolittle's raid, uh, they crashed on the deck which held up every other plane behind them. So nobody else was able to launch. So I had three, literally three planes going towards Japan in the air phase. So then you move to the air phase. Dave, I would like to say I would love to be one of your core commanders. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy <laughs> to have you, buddy. <laughs> Oh God, my review is so boring. They're talking about Nick. I'm on board. No, I'm just, I'm just. Your uh, commanding is uh, worrying me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a lot of it comes down to die rolls, which is, which is the fun of the game. You make decisions, but your right. decisions That's... impact what your odds are of making good or bad die rolls. I guess, I guess, John, I'd have to ask you: Do you want to change history? Because and I Jason, think, I think if you get if on you the right side, we could change this. history. And you know what, Dave? That that excites me. <laughs> We're going to change things. We're so trying to make a difference. Through, I haven't played the campaign yet. I I kind of did the opposite. You went straight through, straight to scenario ten. I went, so I'm I did one through six, and now I'm now on seven. So is that starting um, with the? So the attack scenarios, so one through six are just the attacks. So you're only on the eight and a half by eleven, you know, attack maps, which you get more to do than you do in the dam busters, but it's not as exhilarating as that somehow. Right. Um, and then the 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 flight turns, I I do like how that goes and and i've i have had plenty of um japanese planes come after me i do like how you assign so like on the attack turns you go into a area you assign your hazards you deal with the hazards and then you kind of go on i've had plenty of um plenty of the the the, the japanese fighters attack me and attacking them back is you know a fistful of dice and going back a lot of the things like the bombing runs you have to roll for your approach which is like typically an eight or a nine on 2d6 right and then rolling for uh rolling for an, a successful bombing is you know nine or ten on 2d6 so it's not super likely uh, so your odds aren't great but then reading the outcome of what happens is still really fun even if you're not successful reading just the little two sentence paragraph of here's you know if this is your result based on the scenario yes yeah. that little blurb is is really fun to read 
what do they what do they call that the uh, the debriefing or like the debriefing yeah 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 denouement yeah and and like so you've only done like the raids strictly the raids the raids and the flight okay the flight so I haven't, done, I haven't is, done the planning turns yet the flight is pretty uh that's pretty tense as well yeah yeah for sure because I came in with three planes, so you have an altitude choice that you can choose. And, I mean, when I played the campaign, I, I like to go into games and I just go balls to the wall. So I have three planes. Doolittle is in one of these planes coming in. So I want to make hay happen. We got through. We went into Tokyo, and I bombed the same place. I'm like, we're just going to bomb the shit out of this. Hit it. Hit it hard. But then, like, after you do all that, you're not done because you have to worry about your crew and how are they getting home. And that's what you have to worry about in the first phase, which is like, well, who are you friends with? Did you put enough effort into China being on your side? Did you put enough fuel in these uh, airfields that if you land there, you can fly out? So the victory conditions and like how you win the game, I don't think the game says you win or you don't win. It's basically like right. here's what you did. You did this. This it's is on good. a scale. Everything's on yeah. a scale. Yeah, this is good. This is bad. I was terrible. <laughs> My game, I think like Washington maybe was like okay with it because we didn't lose a ton of lives. And um, Doolittle actually bombed Japan and was surviving. But I also lost two crews and we didn't do anything else. So everybody else was like, this was a miserable failure. But it, it is a game that I would pick up and play from the front to back again the same way I did it without really knowing... You know, what happens next, that's what I enjoyed, like making decisions, not really knowing how those decisions impacted the game later, because I didn't read the rules front to back. Right. So you do everything based on like, oh, wow, I want to have extra fuel. That sounds like a good idea. But you don't know where you're going to launch from. You could launch really close to Japan and not need that. So how, how long does a typical game last uh, playtime? If you're going to play the campaign and you're going to learn the rules, it's, I mean, you're going to spend eight hours playing it. Oh my God. Right. But so, but Dave, the, the, so the, the way the game tells you to play it is you play scenarios one through six, which are only the attacks. So you're only bombing specific areas of Japan. Okay. So you're kind of already there. Yeah, so you're over it. You're you're flying in where the scenario tells you you're flying in, and and you can fly around and try to you know uh, get around. Oh, Jesus Christ! I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> oh dear Lord! Jason okay. out. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it. Um, and, and there are these but, bombing and these bombing scenarios, basically the end result of what the campaign could be for you. Right. Exactly. Okay. So oh, perfect. So the That's game, cool. the game works backwards. So you do these attack runs and those are like 20 to 40 minutes. Like they're super fast. You, you and it's, uh, the, the play aids 
are like a flow the, chart. The play aids will literally so, tell you everything you yeah, need to do. So it tells you, you start here, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's it's kind of like um, the flip books for the D-Day at series. It, it literally walks you step by step. It has all the information on the play aid to do what you're trying to do. Ex well, I mean, it has like 85% of the information. There's some stuff you have to go back to the rules for. So... Do do the play you, you charts can, like refer you like like go yeah. check this out because this is yep. too important or something? So it has all the rules like in parentheses eleven dot five whatever, um, and and the the, the type of turn you're in with the step you're in has a number. So attack turn, uh, attack phase one is a one so on the play that'll be a one and then um to drop the bombs is like a seven attack phase seven and then you look at the play for a seven right so it's it's really seamless to to walk through it's like a it's like a flow chart getting you through the through through each phase i through think, the turns yeah i think it's super you, easy if to you play. play a phase of the game it's very easy I mean, right. you could you could play the attack phase, you could play the naval phase, you could do any of those phases and use those charts. Where I started to get confusion was, how does this influence the rest of the game? Because I wanted right. to play and the, the game campaign to say, is everything. Yeah, and like the, the my favorite part is sitting. I mean, I sat there for an hour and a half listening to music and drinking beer looking at this little thing and looking in the rule book saying like, okay, how does this affect me later? Because when you outfit your but, planes right. and you like do all your little political shit, like that affects you the rest of the game. But that's but it, that's but if, if you, you're playing the campaign game. If you play through the scenarios, you'll see how that affects you because they right. Because you'll be like, oh, thank God I had this, or thank God right. I didn't have this. And, right. And as you get deeper in, like scenario one and two you don't have any negative markers on you, but like three, four, five, and six, you have more and more negative markers on your planes because they've had bad shit happen to them through the flight turn and through the the, the planning phase. Right, right. So, is that, so, as, so is that so starts it's to kind pile of foreshadowing it. I right, see. exactly. So you understand what So the campaign, that you're doing everything from scratch and seeing, oh, I, I saw what this, you know, fuel leak thing or bad training had well, that, think, that seems like a really smart way to do it's, this it, it is crazy it's really cool i love the game system jason i think you enjoy it i do i yeah i really do i uh, think the way the system works i mean there's now, there are four little subsystems within the game that make one complete fantastic campaign now is this this is a system is this a system that's been used for other games? So there was the Dam Busters, right? Um, and then oh and damn, then Dave, you're good. And then the the Doolittle Raid for this one because I think this that sounds like a great way to really design like uh, even mm -hmm. bombing raids on Germany or anything like right. that. Like and they I, could be, and I think they'll continue doing them because it's. I mean, <laughs> so it's, I really like. So let, let me say, I mean, I really like they... this game. But you could tell, like, this game almost designed itself because of the way they did it. It's the rule book is probably 50, 60 pages, but they're like page three of the rules after components says 
stop reading these rules, just set up the game and play scenario one. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, th I, I think they could do this with more and more stuff. And it does walk you through, you know, you play a couple bombing range. You're like, oh, okay, I see, I see what I'm trying to do. And then the flight getting in, you see, oh, I need more planes to get in, or I need them to not be, you know, diminished by the time they get into their bombing runs. So I need to kind of play it safe through my flight turn. And then when you get into the planning phase in the camp campaign, you see, oh, you know, do I want to concentrate on training or, right. uh, you know, mechanics? Yeah, right. Secrecy or whatever. I think you would have made different decisions than I made. Right originally right. based on your knowledge of like the bombing raids and such and it's yeah. walking you through that way is really the, cool the scenarios are teaching you that hey before i go into the funnel of hitting this objective right. i need right. to have a b c d like these right. these are the things that are Be critical for because me. what i did is i went very lightweight i eliminated all weight from my planes and i just put that shit on like training the crew so i mm. i had baller crews See, but, see, but Uncle John. Uncle John just watched Twelve O'clock High, and then he just fucking did it. Right. They just right. played the campaign, and I and I won. Max <laughs> twice, twice in a row. Game done. No, I was yeah. gonna ask. So, like, I, I want to start a fight between you two. So, so Nick lent me the game to play because he really enjoyed it. So I've got it on my table. I just need to clear my table off to set it up. I want you guys to fight. How should I like go about doing this? Should I, you know, go methodically through the rules and play through the scenarios or can so, you just jump in and, and play the main campaign? So on the Slack channel, we're, we're grading people on Dave. You'll, you'll enjoy this. There's a Dave Jason scale. That's X and Y and, uh, or sorry, X negative, X positive. And Do you the mean y a, negative, a Dason scale? A, a Dason scale. And, and the Y scale is Duck and Braxton. <laughs> so we're mapping people. And, and John, you ended up on, on the Jason Braxton scale. Wait, so I would wait, suggest. I've been I, I think that's fitting. I think that's fitting. So, I don't, I don't understand the scale. How does the scale work? It's Jason so Braxton. It's, no, it's Jason Dave right. is is X. So so Dave oh, is neg negative X and Jason is <laughs> and, and negative, not negative. Why am I not, the negative? Not negative. <laughs> it's just mapping it, on a it chart. It makes sense. It, it's right. And Jason is is so Dave is left X and Jason is Y X. So what's, what's right the X. So what's the vertical? Braxton and Duck. So Braxton is top and Duck is bottom. Bean, top, bean, up and, and down. And what what's the differential there? What's Braxton's who, character? Yeah, who, 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 who fucking knows? Who knows? Who knows? What the fuck? No. Want to know who's voting <laughs> on this and what their scores were? So, this sounds like some shit that Duck invented. <laughs> this is exactly something Duck invented. This sounds oh, awesome. So, so John, I would suggest you start with the scenarios, and they're I mean they're I super disagree. fast. Let me finish. <laughs> Hold on. What did Kanye say? I'm gonna let you finish. Um, it they play super fast. So even if you just play like scenario one and scenario five, and then scenario seven before you play the campaign, I think it will kind of step you through getting getting into that campaign. 
So you're it's you're, worth doing. So you're saying I just read like three pages and then it'll tell me, hey, stop, go do this, and then exactly. I just follow through through the scenarios. Yep. Yep. I disagree. Well, what's your rebuttal? Yeah. Good counterpoint. Well, well. well <laughs> That's did, it. That's all we got. Did Doolittle know what he was getting into? No, he understood making a bombing run. Well, 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 as a gamer. This is coming I... from a guy who couldn't walk down a steep hill. <laughs> that, that's a great video by the way that end is awesome I w- if, if only I could have that final two seconds in a, Jason, in a sound file I, I got nothing but love Uncle John if you're going to play that game do not disrespect me by playing the scenarios I played strictly from see we're very we are very uh, we're, we're I do love the campaign we're parts of, of games. We're competitive people. I think I, Uncle John knows which way to go on this one. <laughs> As a guess, we're going the campaign. He, so so read so read the rules campaign wise. You can get a gist for what happened. What Come I on. did. <laughs> Come on, Uncle John. He's a grown ass man. He's a grown ass man. I'm forty. He's a grown ass man. Do you guys consider me a man? That's funny. I no, feel we're like talking I'm... about John. We're not talking about you. We're talking about John. He's a oh, grown-ass that, man. That's good. You're still a boy child. You're a man child. A boy child? When do, <laughs> man, I, man when child. do I come out of that? <laughs> I'm an old man child. That's right. <laughs> well, let's be honest. We're all man children. <laughs> we're playing war games. So well... before I take Nick's... Uh... So his I don't know if I'd even call it a soliloquy. It wasn't very well done, but J, but Jason, it, it was it was just him talking. Okay, I, mean, I, guess, I guess that is a soliloquy. The game is the game is fantastic, but I so, recommend right. playing it. I I like so, so the to way next I point. Games, the game is fantastic. Just play it however you play it. The, yeah, I would the, I would suggest you play it the way Jason's saying to play it. Do the scenarios first, and then play the campaign. I would do. I don't know if that throws me off my own XY schedule. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, we might have to remake so, Dave on the Dason scale. So, so Jason, where where am I on the Dason scale? You're you're Jason Braxton. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. That's that's, so, not, that's, that's, that's pretty that's low. Sounds, so, like, so, that sounds like really that. bad. So no, that's nice. So that's to nice. another point to Jason, I will say, not knowing what what was going to happen coming into those bonding bombing runs was so exciting for me. That was tense. So are we all graphed on this graph graph? I'm curious about the graph. Like, are we all graphed on it? It's, I think it's being done. Can can we, can we get a picture like actually put on board game geek so we can see it? So where am I? Am I at negative nine? I think he's done, I'm at like, I'm like at negative nine X zero Y. Is that me? (laughs) How many votes I'll, have I gotten? I'll, I'll email where it is, where it is like twenty minutes ago to you guys. Well, that's so funny. All right, God, twenty okay. minutes ago. You mean this is like a real time thing? Yeah, it's going to change now based it's on happening. how you did how you did on this podcast. Oh fuck! Did I act and the quiz, enough? We didn't even mention the quiz yet. Oh shit! I Do might not, as well give up. You dropped two Braxton points. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, so that's good. So that was a good review, guys. Teamwork. 
Yeah, teamwork. It, hey, Uncle so John. You, you know, to me, it's just because Nick had nothing to review, so he quick grabbed onto Jason because it so, was so, familiar. So, John, to, so what do you cards on the table? I also didn't. So, Nick, I appreciate you. Nothing but love. Triumph and tragedy. What's Uncle John got? You got anything you want to talk about or no? Yeah, I, I got something. If okay. You want, if you want to listen. Oh, we'd love to. All right. So I got uh, Silent Death. By the way, Jason, I give it an eight or a nine. And then he interrupts me. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. You yeah, guys didn't right. do we your didn't stuff do at the end. I'll, I'll <laughs> stop. And also we got to give it drinks. Jesus, oh, Dave, you're dropping So I would give it a nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a nine. Hold and up. I'm going to give it a nine up. what? For, for drinks or for fun? For fun. It's it's a blast. For it's, fun, it, it is fantastic. And 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 it's one of those games like, eh, you well, know, if you fuck it's it fantastic up, who cares? for one person. Well, no, no, but listen to this. We Dave, have two, hey, we have we've two all had Dave. a lot of fun we by have, ourselves, Dave. Jason That's, admit it. That's all I get. Has, Jason has, and I has, have very different. Has Kate? Has Katie? Has Katie played this hey, game? Hey Dave. Hey Dave. I want has, you to how, shut how up and listen do? to me for a second. How did Katie do on hey, this game? Hey Dave. Hey Dave. Hey Dave, can you listen to me? For she a was a great co-pilot. Is this is this when when I should say like yes, Nick, I'm listening. Jason, are you yes, there? and oh my god, we all have to acknowledge I'm, I'm you. Listening. Please just talk. Jason, what are you going to rate the game? I also gave it a nine. Nines, nines around. Nine. So, so that's that's for the fun. You both give it a nine for fun, and I'll give yep. it a twelve on beers. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can drink and. Because you're alone. Who cares, right? Like, you know, if you're alone late at night, say like midnight, 1230 at night, and you're I've alone. No one's game, judging what I, you're doing. I'm not going to not try. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So 15 beers, 9 out of 10 fun. Yep. Kudos, Jason. Cheers. We're playing Trap and Tragedy. Fuck yeah. I'm in. Dude, that's what you need to do. So everybody out there who's trying to play a game with me, get me drunk and be on the podcast, and then I'll do whatever you're trying to do. No, you'll love that game. You will love that game. Just don't trust Nick at all. No, I, I agree. Don't be a prick. Don't trust him. I at agree. All. I agree. Well, if we play Campbell, then just attack Campbell. That's the goal. Well, I mean, that's every game. <laughs> All right, so I th- does Uncle John, I, Uncle John, I think, has a game he wants to talk about? I had a question, but I forget what it was for them. Uncle John, were you going to talk about... Well, you talked about your Silent game. Death. Yes, yeah, so Shh. I would like to talk about Silent Death, the next millennium. All right. So this is a, a game from Iron Crown Enterprises, which I think they're still around, but they're more commonly known as ICE. Oh, Rollmaster. Rollmaster fame. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the original game came out in 1990, uh, but the next millennium came out in 1995, um, which I thought I thought I got this in college, but I, not 95 I got married. So it must have been the end of my college career. Um, but most of my games I was trading off at that time for beer money, so it's it's all fuzzy. How how long was your college career? Because most of us don't refer to that time as a career. <laughs> he did go to Toledo, so it was pretty non-existent. Six, six eight years. Well, you know, was that nine years of college down the drain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it 
you know, no, it was, it was, a, I think it was a little over four years, but not much. Hey, tell the story of somebody pooping in a Taco Bell bag. I haven't told that before. Not on the <laughs> Not on the podcast. All right. So, so I lived with basically the same guys through all of college, except for like my very, my senior year when I moved into a, a trailer where someone got killed and there was like blood stains on the carpet. <laughs> but, uh, like when I lived with the guys, um, we had a party. I think, I think this was our, so like my first year we lived in an apartment and then I think my second year we moved into a house and then we moved into a different house for my junior year. And I think this was my junior year. Cause I lived in like the basement, which was awesome because I basically like ruled the whole basement and uh, we had, a, we decided to have a party and I, cause normally I would go back on the weekends because I, I had a girlfriend and would have to go see her, but she came up for the weekend and we partied and had a great time and woke up on Sunday morning and, uh, everybody was gone in the house. And, uh, so we were like, Oh, we should, we should go out and get something to eat for breakfast. And I had to take just a massive dump. And, uh, we, I, and we only had like one, one bathroom in the house and it was upstairs. So I go upstairs, you know, all excited to get that done. And, uh, then I see like the, uh, the toilet is just like totally backed up and plugged and it's, it's not going to work. And you've got turtle head. You're all and, excited. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's ready to come. You're There's breach, a problem. You're breaching. I've got to do something. So, um, I, I don't know where I found it, but there was a Taco Bell box that somebody had got the previous night. So I grabbed it, put it on top of the toilet seat and kind of hovered over it. And I, uh, deposited my joy into the Taco Bell box. <laughs> and, uh, so then, you know, I closed and it was one of those, like, it was the box that you could like, you it's know, like a meal. It's like a- yeah. It was the meal. It was like, I don't know, 10 tacos or something. And it was like, it latched and stuff. So I closed it and latched it <laughs> and, and we put it in the trunk. My, uh, my, 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 my bride and I, my future bride and I, well, yeah, where are you going to put it? You're not going to hold that up front with you. Don't you put it in the trash trunk? <laughs> What? No, not in the car. Well, no, you don't want fucking shit hanging around at your house. So you so, put it in the car, okay? So, well, it was in the taco box, and it was sealed. Okay. I mean, it was Taco Bell okay. sealed. What would so you do with the toilet paper? It was in the box. <laughs> so, okay. so, so then we go, and we drive, and it was like across town, basically. We drive across town. We go to a. Uh, and, you, uh, and your girlfriend knew about this. Yes. Well, yes. So I, you shared this with me. Yeah, it was hard to hide. I mean, I basically, like, I probably yelled out, like, hey, the toilet's backed up and I got shit crowning. What do I do? Okay. She, she's probably the intelligent one that, like, threw a Taco Bell box at me or something. Who knows? But we drove across town. We get to a uh, Bob Evans and I open the trunk. Grab the Taco Bell box out by the handy handle, and I walk over to the uh, um, one of those dumpsters or whatever, and I, I throw that in there, and then we, we go in and we have a nice uh, Bob Evans breakfast. And then what happened to the Taco Bell box? 
Well, it's in, I mean, eventually, like, trash people came and picked it up from the <laughs> the thing. I mean. That's romantic. Do you, so do you, when you guys have anniversaries, do you and your wife talk about that moment? Wow. It, it is a story that wow. comes up, like, more than you would think. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it is a memory that is emblazoned in our minds. Wow. It's good. I don't. I, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, it was going to come. No, I think you did the right thing. I like that you kind of still set the box on the toilet as if you were still going through your routine. Yeah, it, it was familiar to me. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's good. Interesting. All right, good. Uh, so, uh, John, you got a review? <laughs> that I do. <laughs> Silent All right. Death. All right, so I got Silent Death, The New Millennium. Um, it's a... Uh, like Holy a, places, huh? it's, it's like a deluxe edition from the original. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read the introduction here to to give an idea of what it's about. Oh, well, what the palette! Welcome to Silent Death: The Next Millennium, a fast-paced game of battles between light military starcraft and the far future. As players, you and your friends move miniature starfighters across a star map, jockeying for the best positions from which to use your high-tech weapons to blow your opponent's ships to smithereens. I fucking like this game. And it it's basically like one-on-one like five space fighter dogfighting. No, you have sides. Like you've got multiple starships yeah. per side. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it's dogfighting. It's dogfighting yeah. to the it, maximum. Yeah, but yeah, there's multiple ships. One player with a lot of ships. I mean there's scenarios and shit. Yeah, so what like what comes with the game is a like 168 page deluxe rule book, and oh. and a lot. Well, you know, you, you bulk at that 168, but a lot of it is kind of just like backstory. Basically, most of it is backstory, trying to like set this realm of different species and stuff that are going to war. So how many different sides are there in the battle? Like how many different opponents? I don't even know. I mean, like four. Eight, eight, six. Probably, I'm guessing six to eight. I don't know. It's, I mean, base every scenario. There's only two sides. But do but, they all have different types of fighters? Yeah, there's different different ships for each side. Um, and the actual like like actual rule book portion is like very small. The rest of it's just like backstory, trying to tell you the story of this universe and blah blah blah. And I. The problem, the original problem I had with it was, like, I have problems trying to just read and understand when there's, it's just like text and columns to me. So I actually turned it into a, uh, like a, more of a, I don't know, an old Avalon Hill one point whatever type thing. So I, I turned it into that before Nick and I played it so that. It was more understandable to me, and I sussed out just like the specifics because it was very wordy and shit. When we when we played, it was very fluid. I didn't know the rules, and we just played. Okay, cool. It's a, it's a very it's a very like just relax and just do it. I so mean, is it so? How does the game work? Is it impulse based, or is it based on like I go, you go, or is it phases, or how does the game? There, operate? I mean, there's there's different phases. So there's, so, so let, I don't know, let me, let, hold on, let me, let me get this out of my way here. I got the box here to kind of show 
or kind of read off what it actually came with. Is it, is it a taco box or is it the actual game box? It, it's the actual game box. That that taco box is gone. I have not done that since that day. So there's like there's thirty two a thirty two page StarCraft display book, which actually like you can copy and use for the, the games for the actual individual StarCraft. Um there's so let's bunch. just say he got pissed when I got right up at his rear and fired my lasers. There's there's a introductory scenario book. You get nine polyhedral dice. You know I don't I I think this is a is an RPG podcast, so I think people know what polyhedral dice are. Yeah, that means that's right. Multi, represent multihedral. Yeah, more than one hedral. You, you get little plastic. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know what that means. You get little plastic missiles, which I think there's like five or six different colors for the different strengths of missiles. Um, or no, that's torpedoes. There's there's basic missiles and there's torpedoes, which are different colors depending on the strength. And there's asteroids, which Nick and I haven't gotten to yet. There's two 24 by 36 fold-out hex maps. And then there's 48 plastic ships. So this is a miniatures game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's it's a hex grid, so you don't like measure movement. It's all just by hex. And I I'm not a miniatures guy. I I have trouble with like having to just measure inches forward. So this is good for me. But it looks nice. There's 48 48 ships for each of 12 different designs. So and and also it's got like bases and then a little. A little like extension that you hit you put into the base and then you put the actual ship above it so it's like all the ships kind of hover off the board so it's, it's just got a nice look to it um so the rule book like i said there's a so, lot so of, what's the sequence of play how do we go about doing right this? like like how does it right. happen all right so first First off, during a turn, you move you and then the, you roll some dice. You have the warhead launch phase, so you can launch missiles. You can launch torpedoes. Missiles are basically like direct fire. You've so, got does, a, so does everybody launch missiles? Yeah, everybody at the does. same time. Yep. Okay. So, well, no, well, shit. How is it? So, so here's what I remember. Because it's we, probably we, one guy we, goes. And I think guy it goes. might be one guy. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Uncle John, can I interject? Hey, don't take I've over my game. review, you bitch. <laughs> But hey, I played this hey, game. Yeah, John, so, don't let him push you around like that. You fight back. So, so I, you, you I tell like, me where I'm wrong. So what I'm I wrong. feel like is what you do is you maneuver. You maneuver to your positions, and then I you hate fire. This guy. And then you fire. <laughs> <laughs> like you take your shots, right? He's looking up the rules. So like, oh, am we, I allowed to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> Zing. All right, so according to my <laughs> rules that I've sussed out from all this text, there's the warhead launch phase. So, whosoever turn it is launches missiles if they have them on their ship. We're not, we're not talking missiles. I'm talking missiles. And then they can also launch torpedoes if they have torpedoes. And then you move into the movement phase. So, it's whosoever turn it is. So then, I guess everybody does. They, they they do the launches of missiles and torpedoes. Everybody, both sides. Okay, so that all happens at once. Yeah, and you don't you don't really so missiles. You like basically just take little. There's like 
little counters of like five missiles and you can either i think each ship basically either can fire five or ten missiles at a time so you you'll basically either have one or two of these little things and you like throw them on the ship that's being targeted if they're in range and then torpedoes you just basically pick the torpedo that's being fired put it on your your ship and then you have to make a note of what who that torpedo is going after. So then the the movement phase happens, and the the initiative is determined by the piloting skill of the best living, um, not dazed pilot. And then you roll. Like a, the, he's like the squadron so commander. So basically, or the yeah. best pilot gets to take and, the initiative. And you roll a d10 both sides, and then whichever side comes up with the most, they they win initiative and they get the advantage. So like if you've got, say you've got like four ships against two, if the four ships win, then that means the two ships people have to like move one. And then the four ships have to move two ships. Then the two ships people have to move one ship and then the four ships people move their final two ships. So it's, it's okay. like that. And if, okay. if it was reverse, the, uh, the four ships people would have to move two, then the two ships people would have to move one, then the four ships would move their final two. The idea then, is the best guy gets the last move. Yeah, yeah. It's always whoever wins initiative has to get the last move. So that that's movement, and that yeah. So that's that. And then what's 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 the coolest weapon in the game? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just to... wow. That's that. Oh, that, wow. that kinda... I would say my favorite weapon. That, just shut up. That comes at the end. The torps, baby. Torps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Torpedoes are pretty cool. They're they're annoying as fuck. But. I think this is something we need to take the doctor home. So then, so then comes the torpedo results phase. So if there is. So also. Okay. So here I didn't explain. So during the movement phase, if you move a ship. And there's a torpedo targeting it. Whoever has a torpedo targeting it has to stop the movements after that person moves and say, okay, this this torpedo is targeting that ship. And then they move that torpedo. And torpedoes have so much. It almost sounds like Car Wars in space. It could be. So that that torpedo has so much movement, and then they follow that ship. And there's certain rules, you know, about that how how the torpedo can, moves. Can you and shit. can you shoot down a torpedo or evade a torpedo? We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, geez, I'm yes, sorry. I'm just, yes, I, yes, I didn't know can. how much detail you were going to go into on this thing. We're SOPing. I, I'm I'm going through it. I'm I'm showing you the all SOP. Right, all right, all right. Let's just go through it. So. So then, when the torpedo results, can I phase, say that I fucking love this game? By the way. Can I go on record saying that you, I love John, it? John, John wants you I to think stop you, talking during this. <laughs> so, so then, torpedo results phase comes after the movement phase. If there are torpedoes in the same hex as a ship, then the ship gets an attempt to dodge the torpedo. And that's based on piloting and that kind of shit. Um, then, torpedo hits are resolved. And then you're allowed to jam one torpedo that is tracking you. An adduct beverage. So then that's over. Then there's the cannon fire phase. So that's everybody can fire their own cannons. And that the order goes by gunnery. 
whoever has the best gunnery skill in all the ships gets to to go in the order as given and during that phase you can either target ships or you can target torpedoes and if you do any damage to a torpedo the torpedo is destroyed um, or you can do shots at ships so sh sh and then at the end of that the missile results phase happens so missile results Basically, if they were in range when you fired them at the very beginning of the turn, it doesn't matter where the, the target moved to. They're going to be resolved, and they happen. You can't really stop missile results. Okay, so, so John, I don't want to interrupt your, your uh, tour through the standard operating procedure for the rules, but my question is, so what, what different types of weapons do the, the fighters have on them? There's torpedoes, there's missiles. What else? They have lasers. All right, so... You get okay, so like, can can you just tell me? So they're all totally <laughs> outfitted with different levels so, of lasers. And yeah. Such. So each so so each each class or each ship has different kinds of lasers. So there's like mass driver cannons. Um, there's lasers. There's blast cannons. There's disruptors. There's ion cannons, plasma cannons, energy bolters. And then, like the warhead type weapons, and, missiles, and, they, I and guess torpedoes. They, they hit differently, or they do different damage so, at different ranges. So to, or... to do the actual hit, Uncle so... John, should we talk about the games that we played together? Well, let me let me for examples. Let, let me let me try to just give the roughage, and then if you think you need to fill in, go ahead. So, if okay, so let's say so during the 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 cannon fire phase, you want to fire something. So you've got on your ship, and each ship is unique. It's got like different cannons and, and shit. So you decide you want to fire this, and it's got a unique um, arc of fire. So if you've got within range through your arc of fire, you can fire. And then you have to determine if it's short, medium, or long range. That'll, that'll add a modifier. And then each weapon gives you a base attack dice. So these are like d6s d8s uh d12s blah 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 and then depending on the skill of your gunner that might add in another die of some sort and the gunner is what an extra guy in your fighter it it depends it, it could just be if it's a small fighter it could just be your pilot or there's like a, weapon, there's skill, a weapons officer or there could be like maybe you've got maybe it's a big enough ship that it's got a turret and there could be like an extra gunner on board, and when he fires that, he uses his gunner skill. Oh, that's cool. And there's also we haven't gotten to it yet, but there's also uh, oh crap, what are they called? Um, bigger ships. I will ships. say I am a Gunships. huge fan of this game. What he is reviewing, we had a blast playing. So, game. so what is your defense from these weapons? Do you have shields, armor, maneuvering. So, so what, so what you do uh, is being maneuvering. Get, Given so, let's say I'll just use an example off the table here. Let's say you're using a blast cannon, and it's a splatter gun. So this is a two d six plus ADB uh, attack dice. So the ADB is like the gunnery dice. So you'll throw two d six dice in, which I I I think this is a uh, this is a role playing podcast, so they should understand what d six means, right? Yeah, we're good. We're all rolling all, right. all the time. So they I throw so. they throw a D six in, and then maybe maybe for some reason your gunnery adds in a D four. So you roll all those dice, and then you add them up, 
and then you compare them against the ship you're attacking's defensive value. And if it, uh, I think it has to exceed. I'm not sure if it meets it, if it hits it. I'm going to say it just has to exceed it. That's fine. But if it exceeds it, then you get you you actually hit it and you do damage. But but then every weapon is different. So the so the splatter cannon does medium damage. So what I will say also, Uncle John, as an addendum to your review is we played this live and we played what four or five scenarios. Yeah, I think so. That were live within maybe four or five hours. So it's it's a quick game. It's not like yeah, it's so, hard. So what establishes the ship's defensive value? It's it's just set up on the ship to begin with. So it's armor, basically, or yeah, and, or whatever it has. And it, as it takes damage, that value may go down. Now, can a ship increase its defensive value by maneuvering or being faster or juking or anything? No. It's it's all about... You, you have to be inherently like a ship that's fast to know that you need to be able to juke. And like I think you have to understand that that's your, that's your strength from the start. I mean, the base game especially is built on like firing, being able to fire within the arc of your weapons. So if you've got like a really fast ship, you can maneuver yourself so that you can avoid being in the arcs. Like and if you want initiative, is, is especially. There, is there turn mode or anything like we see in other games where maneuverability allows you to, there's a restriction on how many times you can turn a hex facing it's, uh, during movement? It's all based on the movement of your ship. You, you have a certain movement each turn and you have to turn like it costs so much to turn and go and go forward so you can just go as far as you want within those restraints now how many scenarios come in the game oh my gosh i think i don't know if we played like four or five and there's probably still four or five and this is basic game scenarios i think there's there's advanced game scenarios but like i i want to talk about the damage system the damage system is pretty cool so the the to hit is basically the same. You you roll all that dice, and if you I, I agree that I think you guys should bring this game to Swolcon. If if you beat their damage value, you hit them, but then it goes to your damage entry, and there's like there's a bunch of different ways the damage happens. There's low, medium, high, all, all times two, ten, eight, six, and high plus one. And so like say you hit with a low weapon. With the dice that you rolled to hit, if you have a low weapon, you just take the low value die, and that's the damage that you do to that ship. If it's a medium, then you take like the middle die, and if there's like a tie, they both add together and give to that ship. Okay. If it's a high, then you want the high value. If there's a tie again, you do that much extra to the ship. All does okay. all the dice, all times two, all the dice times two. Ten eight six is based and, on and, range. And these are these are characteristics of the weapons themselves. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So it's 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 a fun game and it's got a lot of variety. Is there flavor between the different sides, like the different nationalities? Like you feel like, hey, I'm like I'm playing the Zinti. I've got these types of weapons generally on my planes or my fighters. I mean, yeah, but we haven't. I don't think we've really embraced like, like I haven't read all the like flavor text. So I don't think we've really embraced the, 
the the different sides, but each scenario we've played, the but certain uh, races tend to have certain types you, of armaments. Yeah, I mean, each like each ship that you use is different. So we've like we've played like I don't know how many different four or five different scenarios, and like each ship has been different as far as what what how how, how nice are the minis? They're they're pretty good. I mean, I don't I'm not gonna paint them. Which what? Is, yeah, that's I, that's not what I do. But but if you bring them to Swolcon, you're not going to paint them. No, that's not going to happen. But uh, they've got nice bases and and little extensions, and they float. They just float nicely above there. But I'm not going to paint them. That's 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 too much for me. Well, John, they're not going to paint themselves. I'll I'll bring them if you want to like paint them while we're there. Yeah, I'll paint them with something. So I don't know, Nick. You got you got something to add to. Add to that. I mean, there's there's it sounds good. It sounds like a cool there's game. There's torpedoes you can fire. There's now, is, missiles. Is, is there terrain on the the maps? Like, so, is there like asteroids and so like we planets? Or? We haven't gotten to that my yet, ad, but there are asteroids the that you can add. And there's and and we there's also one thing I should add is there's optional rules which I haven't added to my little sheet yet, which I think should be like like drift and that that type of shit, but. Uh, like one of the scenarios we did play, like the victory conditions, which which I thought was pretty cool. It, not not necessarily system wise, but just like for for a scenario, like you had the the attacker had the option to go off board, and then depending on how many turns they were off oh, board, they yeah. accumulated victory points. Yep. Yep. But then they also had to like come back on and then get off board the other end. So it was just so like, the, like cool. they're raiding, they're raiding something. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they were like bombing a like a depot or something. And and guys, That's I've cool. been I've been talking for the last ten minutes and nobody's heard me because I was not pushing down on this space bar. We really enjoyed it. It was nice. So it was just John I've and got, I. What I'm gonna say right now is Uncle John, bring this game. I fucking love Silent Death. I had so much fun playing this game. Um and Ralph Ralph has got to know this game. I mean Ralph is coming. And it's easy. I think he I might mean, have so met, said something about it because I think I think we post Nick or I posted about that we had played it one weekend and I think he said something about it. So yeah. Yeah, you, yeah put it in the night moves section oh, of the, uh, oh, the oh and it's Google it's Doc. gonna go there and we'll play and it you know what it's not hard. It's so easy. I mean you literally look at your ship and you're like, okay, oh my I god, shoot? I haven't even talked about part of it. Uh, don't let me forget when you're done. Tell me. Well, don't let you forget what. I've got an awesome part that I haven't even talked about yet. Once you're more, you're, you're once doing the done. review, so do it right now. I'm just. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. No, I'm just saying, bring it to the cons no, yeah, so that we can yeah, play it. Just, just tell us. Just tell us. Tell us, Uncle John. All right. So one of the coolest parts of this game is, all right. So each. Each ship has a certain like defensive value. I thought and... you were going to say the coolest part was that it was non-gender specific, but that's <laughs> so when that when that defensive value is beat by the dice, then whatever, then I think I think there's like an armor value that gets taken off of the damage done, and then whatever's left, you mark off on your damage track. And on each ship has like a specific. They're unique, totally unique. Yeah, unique They're totally damage track. unique. So, so like you, you could fuck up these ships and they could go haywire pretty instantly. Yeah, you, you mark off things like it could just say like, oh, your 
you go down in speed, you go down in defensive value. Um, okay. you're, you're some, some weapon gets disabled. So or, that's how or, kind of or, every ship is or, individually or it causes a critical hit. And if it hits where it, where it causes a critical hit, then you have to roll a 2d6 roll to see what the critical hit does, but you don't let your opponent know. So like you're like, there's each ship is specific. Like your pilot could be killed and then you, you just never let your opponent know. And they may just wonder like, why is this guy, you just not, head off in the same direction. Just yeah, keep why going. is he not like coming at me? Or or it could reduce your speed like significantly, and and or or maybe maybe it makes it so you can't turn. And he's like wondering why doesn't this guy ever turn? And it's just a lot of variety. And you know that. what? To be honest, the fucking miniatures are fucking awesome. I fucking love the miniatures in that game. Except they're not painted. Yeah, Nick just uh, needs to paint them all. He's got those young eyes. I don't care. I love the miniatures. Maybe Katie will paint them. Do you think Katie would paint them? Hell no. She's not a creative. Ooh, oh, she did, say she was, she did tell me that she was on like Pinterest the other day and shit. Oh, my God. So here, here's another thing. Oh, Katie, she's Katie, on Pinterest. She's Katie, wedding Dave, planning. Dave, Katie, I apologize. Pinterest is for weddings. Nick, Nick is a work in progress, Katie. We're working on him. Don't worry. He's going to be fine. He's a, he's a project. He's a keeper, eventually. <laughs> I have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to... Oh, hold on, I switched beers. Can everybody listen to what I switched beers to? Okay. I'm now drinking a New Orthodox IPA Series M43 New England IPA. Nice. Nice. All right, the- all right, John, so it sounds good, man. What do you get to wrap up? So one thing I did forget to mention is like, turning like each like if you turn one hex it's a certain cost but if you want to turn more than one hex a tight turn each ship has its own individual tight turn cost and you have to like roll that and it's random so like it may be more movement points than you have left and then you just can't do it oh so as opposed to like the standard turn mode where you have to move this many hexes forward before you can turn it's kind of random you don't know how much it's going to cost you to actually turn well if you if you decide like i you know one turn one hex isn't enough i want to turn more than one then you it's like roll a severe turn basically. yeah it's like a severe turn you roll to see how much that's going to cost you and if you don't have that many movement points left then you can't turn and you're just stuck and that can totally hose you. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So, so can you comfortably run like three or four different fighters? Oh yeah, I think I think I think every scenario Nick and I played, it was like I don't know if it was like basically four on two. Yeah, very close. I mean, it was always. I mean, it was always a uh, like five on three or four on two or you always have like more the scenarios that we play at least were now, more now like the, powerful and the, and the powerful combat. people versus less powerful fighters the combat's two-dimensional right so there's just two dimensions to the field yeah it's basically on a flat surface there's no right. there's no y-axis right yeah but it's a hex map okay it, it was. It is a black. I fucking love that. Game, it's though. just. It's a quick game. You don't have to think much. You just do it. You move. You may like move and fuck yourself. Oh shit! I didn't have enough movement points to to turn all the way. But oh but well. The, but the fun of it is, 
I think half the fun for me of it is moving those little like pieces, moving the right now. The game's out of print. It's, it's I would say, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I've, yeah. Like a couple times over, I would say, yeah, definitely. You're not going to be able to find it. I mean, the, the, the miniatures you could probably get and the maps you could get, but like the actual game rules and is it possible to get this game? Ah, probably not. I mean, I've, I made my own rules off of the rules. I've been meaning to upload them to Board Game Geek at some point, but I want to. I want to. I want to wait till we like add in the optional rules and shit. There's a copy for $125 American and 10 euros in in Germany. So, opportunity cost. There you go. And uh, actually, Geek Market <laughs> just just really no, killed that no, conversation. No, I apologize. Geek, Geek Market on BGG unleaded. It's seven dollars US. So for so Silent Death unleaded. Dave, do you have a review? Well, this is the next. We're millennium. talking about the next Millennial Deluxe Edition. Yes. And I actually yeah, yeah, missed out can, because that, I had a coupon right? to get some awesome like asteroid tokens, and I must not have seen it. And now I can never get good asteroid tokens. So yeah, it's ten euros in Germany. That's it. Go on, get it. So it's a good game, but it's for the Alex miniatures, fun. right? Like, Silent Death is fun as fuck. I'm gonna say that right now. I had an absolute blast when we played it. Well, the cool thing too is they have stuff like Babylon Five Fighters for Silent Death. Cylon Heavy Raiders. They have like Battlestar Galactica stats for ships. Ooh, that would be cool. Star Wars Rebel Alliance ship displays. It, and Uncle PDFs. John, would you agree with me when I said this? I mean, I'm drunk, but would you say that that is a game that you can play fairly drunk and be pretty proficient at? Oh, Jesus, yes. I mean, I, there's not much thinking dude, involved. Dude, I mean, it's, on, it's, on, B, it's on BGG, right? on, on BGG, they have PDFs for Cylon Raiders, Colonial Raptors, Colonial Vipers, Mark 1, Mark 7. Pretty, that's fucking sweet, dude. <laughs> you play with the fucking Battlestar Galactica ships. Oh, the game, when we played it, was so much fun. I mean, I just liked moving the little miniatures around and, like, Getting in his ass was so much fun. I love getting in his ass. Yeah, that's 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 the big thing. Like having getting your maneuverable fighters in a position where they can fire, but they can't be fired upon. Yeah, I mean the thing for me is I'd be thinking if you could just get the rules, you could probably get easily get subs in for any of the ships you need. And there's the dice. I guess there's. You, the hex map you could well, get. Well, Uncle John, if you brought your game to uh, Donkey Kong, we would have a blast, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have the you have the expander edition, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what's so I don't know what's so special about the next Millennium Edition. Maybe it maybe the original didn't come with the uh, minis. I don't know. I say you bring it. We bring it. I think that's a late night game that I'm willing to play. All right. Indeed. Yeah, cool. No, it looks good. I think it looks pretty sweet. So I really like the idea of having fucking Cylons and fucking the Colonial Vipers. That would be cool. 
All right, boys. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Because we're approaching the four-hour mark. We, we are approaching the four-hour mark. Do you have a review? Uh, I just had my quick uh, Molwitz thing that I kind of just went over. Dave, uh, have you played anything recently that we need to talk about? Uh, we don't. M- tomorrow's my wife's birthday, so I'm going to have to wake up early in the morning and make her Happy breakfast. Birthday. And buy all the stuff I was supposed to get her today. <laughs> so, what are you making her? Sounds like we should make oh, you stay up late. I'm not making her anything. What's her I'm, breakfast? I'm, I'm picking stuff up. So, Uncle playing. John, does that mean we need to stay up later and start a game? We should start a game live. Make make uh, make Dave stay up. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not going to stay up. So that won't work. So, so here, here's a question. I'm looking at this uh, bivariate fit of Duck Braxton, Jason. And it shows me in a quadrant that is like opposite no. of, of you yeah. and Jason and Braxton. Yeah, D- Duck got it screwed up. He he, he fixed it. <laughs> is this the thing you sent? I didn't see this. Yeah, I'll, I'll send the updated one. All right, all right, boys. Well, if, uh, I think it's been a good episode. So uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Always fun. So I assume Silent Death is going to get how many stars? One through ten rating. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a. Hmm, it's pretty good. It's, I'd, I'd give it a nine. And this is the fi- This is the newest version. This is like the next new as, millennium. As or far as I know, I think there's a whole bunch of other shit out for it. Who knows? There could even be a role playing game. I, I really like. I really like Silent Death too. Yeah, so. we've we've gotten that vibe, Nick. We've gotten the vibe that you're oh, a big well, fan. Shut me the fuck up, huh? How many beers? How many beers to play? Oh Jesus, I think you could play a ton. Yeah, you could you play. Could get a case and Addy. What's what's the max beers that we have on this podcast? Case and Addy. I mean, I just, yeah, <laughs> you, you name go, it. You can go twelve. I I don't think it's a problem. All right, well, good. All right, boys. Sounds good. I'm interested. Actually, I'd seen the game before, but I'd never really. I, I'd played a lot of the other Iron Crown products. I'd never really messed with it, but uh, sounds interesting. Maybe I'll bring it to uh, Donkey Kong. Hell yeah! And I, Dave, Jason, I, Jason, love you, buddy. I, I am love intri- you too. I mean, I am intrigued by the Battlestar Galactica aspect you. of it. All right. Okay, guys. Hey, I love I love you, Jason. I love you, Dave. Nick, you kiss Katie with that mouth? That's terrible. Hey, I'll <laughs> see you in a few months. How there, dare you? Boy. Indeed. All right, boys. All right, Good take night. it easy. All right, take it easy. Bye. See ya. What do I do to stop recording? Oh, I see. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. Mary, Mary, why a bargain? Mary, Mary, I need your hugging.